Only two prey. Prescott. Okay. Ça, c'est le français avec ne pas de bon accent. Alright, let's do this. for this thing to transition hello hi internet we... i think we are live so hi everybody my name is todd uh, we're gonna play some dungeons and dragons tonight uh we took our homebrew and we mashed it into descent into avernus this invisible book here if i keep it moving zoom won't make it out um i haven't really even had a chance to say hey to everybody because you know coffee is priority <laughs> sorry guys i'm not addicted I can stop anytime I want. <laughs> anyway. I just don't want to. Huh. Exactly. I, I just I just don't want to. I don't I don't want to stop. I'm fine. <laughs> anyway, um, we are actually on the stream right now. So uh, hi everybody. How are you? Hi. Um, so in a moment we'll do a quick introduction. I did want to say. Um, one thing for anybody who hasn't watched our games before you are invited to be part of this you're invited to say hello you're also invited to spend some plot points our viewing thing and actually have an input into what happens in the game so uh without further ado i'm gonna let the, these fine folks kind of introduce themselves and i am the dungeon master and these fine folks are uh our our players thanks for joining guys it's it's fun i'm glad to see everybody hopefully every week that's the goal um so i guess we'll just start over here why don't you start us off there gordon hey gordon uh playing fenris the shadow sorcerer and uh had a rough battle start off a little poorly but uh got into th the thick of it and all of a sudden we're teleported out of there Absolutely. so i guess we're resuming from last session absolutely um in fact i don't even know if you guys realize how that ended uh so we'll pick up from there and we'll see some uh, see how you do now before we get into that i also <clears throat> want to point out um you have a thing right now and people can get involved yeah uh, i have a thing it's uh so I've been working on this board game, my latest one, and the Kickstarter campaign launched just uh, a few days ago. Yeah, congratulations on that, and I believe uh, it's doing really well, and we're just trying to... Yo, Finn. Said. Woot Gordon's got a thing. Gordon's got a thing. Yo, Finn. Said. Wait. Hashtag Gordon's got a thing. Gordon's got a thing. Um, I've got a thing. So the game's called Lost Ones, and it's live. Yeah, it's absolutely live, and you can sign up now and get a copy if you are a uh, a supporter of the right tier and all of that. So go check that out. And is there a website we need to know, or just look for Lost Ones on uh, Kickstarter? You can look for Lost Ones on Kickstarter, sure. And I can, uh, I don't know, I can post the link, but if you I can post. If you send it to Darcy, Darcy can put it in chat because Darcy is our technical wizard. 
Ah, I will do that. Yes, that's true. I can go pick that up. <laughs> I've been to. All right, so um, we're just going to jump back over, and I just have to find all the buttons. There are too many buttons, folks. Too many buttons. All right, so uh, we'll keep going around the horn. Let's go down to Carl. Hey, Carl. Hey, guys. So, Carl, I will be playing a uh, um, shadow monk uh, with the name of Valuri. She's an Arakokra monk. Um, ended up in the... Uh, in the nine hells chasing her prey obviously got lost or imprisoned or you know made to hide somewhere uh, but right now she's with these uh, bunch of misfits uh went into their into her first foray in the fracas that was the battle of the demons and uh, is now licking a wound so to speak oh not even so to speak like you are literally using your large bird-like tongue to lick at a festering wound that is giving you a hard time. Oh, yeah, that was that was fun. I'm glad you got a chance to swing some fists and punch some demons. So and that's get a... punched by some demons. Oh, oh yeah. You got by one, one demon. <laughs> that bone... De oh, not demon. Um, bone devil. That bo oh, and the Kazme. The Kazme got you real good. So it was yeah, a demon, actually. Yeah, it was a Kazme demon and a horned devil. Yeah, absolutely. Just came and uh, greeted Fal uh, right. Oh yes, it hurt it. Oh yes, that's welcome to D and D. I think I think we actually had that moment. I'll I think it was clipped, and I'll put it on uh, on the YouTube's. But there was a moment where Carl officially joined the game, and that was when he got his first nat one. Yay, nat one! <laughs> All right, uh, in our, we're going to keep going around our circle other way. Uh, over to Darmita, or Bella. Sorry, Bella. Play. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I might have some trouble tonight with uh, technology. It's hating me. Um, having trouble connecting to the morally ambiguous channel, but I will get it figured out. I'm Darmita. Um, and I am a gloom stalker rogue, and uh, yeah, uh, Darmida. Well, we're gonna see how Darmida plays out tonight. Mm -hmm. Um, there was some it, pretty big uh, stuff that just went down for Darmida. Yep, so we are gonna just see what happens and how she, uh, you know plays this out we'll see all right very enigmatic i love it i love it all right uh and uh last but certainly not least at least for tonight although there are some players missing uh darcy hi i'm super excited to be here <laughs> before i keep going um did you want to mute the reader so that i can post the link or do you want that to be read to everybody <laughs> You know what? Because it's promoting Gordon's thing, I want it to be read to everybody. I'm sorry, Internet, and for those listening to the podcast later, if it's annoying robot voice inbound. Darcy Bits said, www.kickstarter.com slash projects slash gbg slash lost hyphen ones. <laughs> All right, last hyphen ones. By the way, um, can I just... Yo, Finn. Said. 
Why is it so slow for Darcy? I don't know. It keeps being slow. It's always slow, slow for me. <laughs> yeah. It, um, it always just... slows for Darcy. I don't know why. Sorry, what was it, that? Am I reading my Kickstarter correctly right now? Did I did I just read what the Kickstarter is right now at? Yeah. Oh, I didn't look at it. I just grabbed the link. It, it's doing real I, well. Can I just say, um, holy shit, Gord? Yeah, thanks. <laughs> it's doing all right. Now that said, a good start. let's not forget that we want to keep supporting it and even reach for those. Do you, do you have stretch goals? I don't know. There are stretch goals. Yeah. All right, there you go. Reach for them, stretch. Stretch. Yeah, we made the first one, I think, like yesterday, and we're getting very close to the second one. Very cool. I'm going to have to, I'll have to admit, I have to still support it, and uh, I'll log in and, and do that shortly. So busy at work. So, oh, yeah. so busy. I'm, I'm working. And, of course, let's welcome back to the channel Yao Fen. We've already heard from him in chat a couple times, and hopefully we'll get some other uh, viewers helping us out with some suggestions throughout the game. And one more thing to watch for is, for both the players or the chatters, is game episode titles. So we always like to name our episodes uh, based on what happens in the game. And this is no exception, so please keep your eyes open for appropriate game titles. Now, uh, there is a couple of... Did you of name the last one yet? I just threw in some... Uh, what was it? Like, um, is it is it mirrored to YouTube, I mean? It is already up on YouTube. I forget what Okay, I cool. It. Never mind then. Because I was re-watching it, but didn't watch the whole thing. And I, I, yeah. Oh, you thought of a name? <laughs> I didn't think of one. You just said something, and I was like, that's a good name. <laughs> oh, see, I, I think I called it something like On Hallowed Ground or something generic. Yeah, no, honestly, These Mortal yeah. Coils or something like that. Released Mortal Coils. So sure. that was our last game because that ended on quite the uh, throwdown. So mm. our party finds themselves in hell, and they are not... I mean, to be honest, our party finds themselves in hell earlier than their mortal demise. Let's let's admit that most of the people here were probably bound for this place anyway. Although that that percentage may be swayed a little now. I see Darcy being like, "What?" <laughs> um, and of course, Fadari is still a bit of a question mark. We're gonna find out more about Fadari as we go because Carl joined us a bit later. But Fenris and Darmida, well, let's just say there's a reason it's called morally ambiguous. And, I mean, um, we don't know whether or not they're moral or not. It doesn't mean we know that they aren't moral. It's <laughs> true. That wouldn't be ambiguous at it all. It is somewhat ambiguous. You're, you're right. Now, they also have some uh, people who are supposed to be with them but are not. Uh, we, we don't have a couple of players today. We have Archibald Cunningham, the duelist dandy rogue, played by Jay. Uh, and unfortunately, Jay couldn't make it tonight, so uh, he's hoping to be here in about two weeks. And as say we all, uh, hope to be back all in right, two we'll weeks. Keep him safe till then. We'll see if we see. can do that. Either that, or he's got to roll up a new character, right? So, I mean, nothing. Oh, it came. Honestly, pretty... I don't know what his max hit points are. He might have been dead weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> You're just carrying a corpse. It's like Weekend at Bernie's <laughs> style. <laughs> yeah. Um. And then, of course, last game, we bid farewell to one of our longtime uh, players uh, who, could, who, because of scheduling, couldn't make it. And I was super happy. I was so psyched that Trent made it for one last game. Ah, oh, it was so good. I was so pleased about that. It was a total surprise. Like, we were literally, I was starting the countdown, and he messaged me. It was like, I'm coming. I was just like, yes! Didn't change what I'd hoped would happen, which was 
our one last job <laughs> big goliath barbarian finally freed from the curse of a magic item ended up coming to his senses in the middle of a three-way fight between demons devils and the party surrounded on all sides outnumbered and honestly they were like beating on y'all pretty harshly um I, I forget how many hit points did Darmida have left, more or less. Oh, you're muted. Here you I don't know because I'm having a hard time getting oh, uh, right. everything up, but I was critically low. It, it was it was less than thirty. Oh. Yeah. It was definitely um, critical times. Yeah. And Fallery I don't was... know if your character sheet has been consistently updated. Looks like it has because it's got the mm -hmm. enough max hit points. Mm -hmm. So your sheet says twenty for me. Wow, That's... nice. As a GM, but... I'm always like, yes, I got them close. I will double check with the D and D Beyond because sometimes I do forget to do both. Minus it from the roll. Actually, shouldn't it be linked? Let me. It's... There's an overlay for you. 15 on the Twitch overlay. I forgot that's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's pretty harsh. Uh, and Gordon, I think everybody was hurting except maybe Felice. I didn't take any damage. Yeah. I got attacked uh, one time and it was a grapple. Speaking of Felice. I was at 29. Speaking of Felice, something went down right at the end um, that I think should probably be mentioned. Uh, Felice very quickly... Um, yelled out to her party and then cast a spell, which I did not expect Darcy to do, first of all. That was a total surprise for me. Um, what? Do it, a player doing something you don't expect? That's... No. that's come. That never happens. <laughs> um, so Darcy... Uh, sorry, Felice ended up casting... What was it? Gaseous Form? It's gaseous Form. It's one of her spells from being a um, Circle of the Underdark. Right. Or so she, circle of the land under dark, yeah. So she very quickly um, turned into this mist, and the last thing she yelled... Do you want to do a quick recap? Do you remember? Um, keep trying. I know you can do this. Meet, meet me at... Um, I, I will meet you at Mahadi's t uh, Bazaar. Something like that. Poof, turned into gas and started misting away a little bit out of the, the grip of the... Yeah, Demon. she was grappled by that, like it, the aforementioned grapple. Yeah, the now revealed Hollyphant, which is a celestial elephant miniature mammoth, uh, often associated with angels as a kind of companion and mount. Now, uh, what you knew as the old man, the the memory lost crazy old man that you encountered way back. And, uh, Lando to stando sananasuna. Also known as Lulu. So Lulu ended up under the very careful and seriously critical um, 20 of, um, of Felice there at the right moment, ended up teleporting the party away, but not before Ben Coombe was surrounded, grappled between a demon and a and a chain devil with a walking up uh, along came the horned devil behind. And that was the very last you saw of your friend, Ben Coombe. By the way, I checked it. 
Darcy's right, 15. I was at. Yeah, the Twitch overlay is connected to your D&D Beyond. So. Yeah. And the D&D &D Beyond is connected to your soul bone. All right. Um, sorry, sorry. Oh, no. Not my soul bones. <laughs> it's a thing. All right, everybody. Without further ado, we're going to dive in and find out what happens. Where yeah. you ended up. Somewhere on a plane of Avernus, the first layer of hell. I feel like there should be some kind of transition scene here or something. I don't know. Yeah. I okay. mean, like, I don't know. Desert sands blowing across our eyes and then it fades away and we see what's revealed. I don't know. Or like, what's teleporting like? Do we feel anything? Um, well, when you teleported, you just, the sort of glowing mist around you and the radius around the Hollyphant suddenly crystallized, just went opaque with this bluish white kind of color where you could no longer see your surroundings, the shadow of Ben Coombe and the de devils and the demons just fading behind this mist. And then it, it's almost like it expands. It, it almost expands inwards just at your face and then just blinding you for a second. And then you blink it away and you are standing or kneeling or being held up as the various cases may be, somewhere else. You find yourself on a blasted, windswept plain. The reddish dirt rem reminiscent of dust and ash. The sulfur smell is just all around you. Uh, it's in the air, it's in the dust. And you look above, adjusting, wiping your eyes, getting used to the new light levels. It's actually a little bit brighter out here now from the inside of the um, uh, high hall in El Terrell. You are nowhere near that now. You look around and you see on the distance kind of rising and falling hills and even, even some mountain peaks kind of jutting up almost without reason, not usual mountain ranges, more like the thrown playthings of a tantruming, like massive beyond giant. You look the other way and you see a ridge and pretty far off in the distance, you can just make out the shadow of something hovering above the plane. And you look down and you see this ever so slight rolling hills and a, a hint of red peeking between them. The sky is roiling with dark clouds and lit from above with this kind of reddish fire flickering glow. It's fairly omnipresent. It's not like you can pick out where a sun might be. Looking back towards that, the far side off to the west, you see, you see this kind of little, from your perspective, little rock moat floating up in the air with these little, you can just make out chains making its way up. In the distance, you see the now floating island of El Terrell hovering above this kind of outcropping of of some hills and these little chains extending down to these tall iron rusted spikes as though it's been pegged into the ground and is hovering there again straining against the chains it's too far out even to make out the even the biggest of demons flying above it or devils flying above it but you can see El Terrell in the distance 
you do just make out the flicker of reddish and bluish lightning coming off of the black orb that is suspended just above this floating island. If you had to guess, you would be maybe five miles away, but you're ever so slightly up on a rise, so you can just make it out in the distance. You quickly take stock of what's around you, who's around you, and yourselves just recoiling from the adrenaline of the fight. Archibald places Darmida back on the ground from where he'd been dragging her away from the devil. There you are, love. <sighs> Ooh, um, you look a little rough. Let go of me. Now. Of course. Of and course. I'll get up. And I will turn toward Fenris. And I know I don't have any more uh, resources in terms of my uh, abilities uh, to put fear, but I'm not really looking at it in terms of that feature. I'm looking at it in terms of her anger that I feel like her kind of skeletal wings would make themselves apparent and her physical changes would kind of happen as she looks at him uh, absolutely in disgust. How dare you? I didn't take us here. What are you talking about? Rust what happened? Old man, where do you take us? You need to take us back. <laughs> you look over and where the old man was, um, you remind yourself you're looking at a strange little holophant, a little mammoth, but it's got a very similar f structure of eyes as the old man. It kind of looks up at you. <laughs> and in your mind, you hear a voice, a familiar one, that says, I, I'm sorry, I, I was told to get us out. So I got us out. I, oh, I, oh. And the little, little thing just flapping with its two flying ears, uh, actually four, um, is wavering and then slumps down onto the ground where the feet kind of catch it. Its legs are almost comically too short for something its size. And it kind of slumps over exhausted on the ground and panting. Yeah, I think, um, I think Henrietta will catch the, uh, Orlando. Um, Henrietta stirs from the ground and the, the uh, Lulu lands almost on Henrietta because Henrietta was knocked okay, sure. unconscious okay at the last that. thing. But as, as it lands, happened. she reaches out and touches the side of it and is remembering what just went, what just happened. Sure, yeah. And to, uh, to reiterate, because we didn't mention it before, um, uh, in the previous session or two, Henrietta was a notable NPC who was previously my actual character from like 20 sessions ago. Um, and uh, so we see her in, um, she's wearing full plate. She's uh, got a very broad build, uh, human, um, short-ish uh, blonde hair. 
uh, light skin, that um, she has a shield with her, and uh, we notice a uh, sort of like a Morning Star style mace at a hit. Um, and she's kind of like, uh, I, I guess she got knocked out. That's new. Um, <laughs> blinking, um, you know, goes to sort of help up uh, the Holofend, but you can also see like this very like strong reaction to the uh, the sulfur in the air, right? It's like way more potent here than it was uh, in Elturel, it sounds like. So it's sort of spluttering. <laughs> oh. All right, we, where are we? And uh, probably starts like looking around to see if it's like demons or devils that need to be addressed in this new location. Sure. Go ahead and do a perception check. Sure. Perception. I should watch that screen so I can see what you roll. Twenty uh, nine. Nine. Yeah. <laughs> it's like twenty. Felice. Felice. I'm just calling out. Where is Felice? Felice, you need to polymorph and get us back. There is no response. I just look around for her. You just her. hear the wind. You only see the blasted plane around you. I just continue berating Fenris. This is entirely your fault. He followed you. He trusted you. He protected you. And what did you do in return? We freed him. We freed his soul. To leave him? I didn't leave him. I was in the middle of a fighting. I just took down one of the big devils. I was ready to fight again. And next thing I know, I'm popping over here. You're the one who supposedly leads us. I didn't know that we were getting teleported out of here. I was busy fighting, fighting with you. I took down that devil that speared you. I took down the Kazme. I was going after the chain devils. Next thing I know, when I reposition myself, I get teleported out. I didn't say for us to leave. I didn't call for us to leave. You're I don't know who did. Back. He sacrificed himself so many times for you and for me to just leave him. You guys are in the middle of your conversation, your argument, when Valerie, you notice in the distance, you hear a sound not the wind, something rhythmic, low and, and pulsing, and it's getting closer. Mm. Guys, uh, I appreciate that you guys are in the throes of discussion here, but uh, I think we might uh, need to seek some refuge and rest uh, while uh, not being out in the open here and being easy prey for everything else. Dermita just looks at you and then looks back at Fenris. 
I'm going back. I'm not leaving him. I'm not betraying him. Archibald turns. Hey, I, uh... That's oh, okay. I'm glad to hear that I have to say, actually, because, uh... Well, much as getting out of that situation might have been good at the moment, still a town full of people there that I really like to protect if I can. So, if you're heading back, I'd like to go with you. Yeah, I hadn't even gotten to that point. You all look at me as if I indiscriminately kill. I am certain I can count on all my fingers and toes that every single person I have ever killed has deserved it and would have killed me first if they had the chance. That's a lot. It, sorry. Oh. The sound is getting louder. All right, so what are we going to do now? You look around and you see some rolling hills just to the east of you. Um, some of them have some rocks that might be big enough to kind of get, you know, at least a little higher or perhaps hide. Um, you now all see, and Archibald points out as he's like, all right, all right, um, yes, bad things. Um, what do you think that is? And he points down the hill on the opposite side of where, off to where you see El Terrell. Um, well, not opposite, but it's, it's more directly to the north. You see these clouds of dust along the, the open plain just kind of being kicked up. One, no, 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 two different dust clouds as though something were feverishly crawling along the ground and kicking up quite a, quite a lot of dust in, the, in its wake. Um, how fit do I feel? Um, Hen has, let's say, two points of exhaustion. Otherwise, oh, <laughs> which I hadn't asked. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, right. your hit points are more or less fine, but you are extremely tired from your ordeal, not only in the fight but prior to that, with the helm of of Peller's uh, uh, cool. yeah. sight. Exhaustion works itself. Cool, great, good. Um, Archibald <sighs> and uh, well, Henrietta scooped up the the little limp uh, holyphant, which is kind of fluttering uselessly in her arms. But you are very, very strong. You have no problem lifting, even though it's a little ele elephant type creature. It's quite little and surprisingly light. I mean, it does fly. <laughs> yeah, we probably hear like very softly, sort of absentmindedly, Henrietta start to like sing something in Celestial. Um, I know that Darmida speaks Celestial, so she'd probably you know, understand. It's just like a hymn, right? It's not, there's no specific like deep meaning in the intent. It's just a... Yeah. That's fair. All right, um, where do you want to go? It's about five miles back to El Terrell, off to your west. The plains, you're kind of on a rise here. With There are some outcroppings directly to the east. You turn around and look south, and there's a... There's like... It's a little hard to make it out. You think you can see a bit of a mountain plain that uh, d 
due south, pretty far away, but it's extremely hazy, as though there's a cloud or some kind of storm pretty, like, between you and the mountain. Again, you'd probably guess about maybe three, four miles off, just to the south. It's... If anyone has is in, trained in nature, anybody? Darmida would be. No? No, survival. Uh, survival might give you... It looks like some kind of sun kind of storm. You're not sure exactly what, but it does look like... It resembles a storm of some kind. It's a... We're in a desert setting? It's it's very arid, yes. It's, it's quite dry, and... Um, You just got really quiet. Is that just Sorry. me? No. Oh. Sorry, I'll fix that. I just bumped my audio. And okay, it's out fine now. Yeah. yeah. So the the air is very very humid and uncomfortably hot, but the ground is incredibly dusty and cracked and dry. So you are oddly at once way too hot and way too humid and way too, but the ground around you looks like it hasn't rained in months. It's not quite a desert. There are little scrub brush around and little tufts of, you know, hardy type of ground plants, but they they appear to be quite dry. Well, fortunately, it's not a forest or a mountain or the Underdark, so we're at a... I'm at a loss. It's hell. Uh, your extra one's hell, not Underdark. Yep. <laughs> it's... It's none of my... It is. Huh? Your favorite terrain is hell. Yeah. Under, yeah, okay. Yeah, I think we did that because you're a fiend hunter. Yeah. Yeah, she probably says under dark because hell's not an actual option, but. Mm-hmm. But but the thing, I guess, would be, though, that constitutes a vast amount. Like True, but it's also very specific <laughs> at the same time. Jeremy. Yeah. Can I get you to roll a survival check with advantage, please? So these like dust devils, are they like bearing down on us or are they like smooth, like not moving? Uh, go ahead and do a perception check to find out. Sure. Or survival. Oh, wow. 12. 12 with advantage. Crap. All right, right then. Um, it's really hard to tell. Uh, uh, Henrietta, you're kind of squinting and you get dust in your eye. You, you literally yeah. get yeah. dust in Let's your eye. Let's just get out of here. <laughs> um, Darmida, you get enough to... You've... Being your favorite drain, you've heard rumors of the various hells. You didn't specifically study Avernus, per se, but you know that this is a very strange plane of existence. It... it isn't it defies logic in some ways especially when you try to navigate it you've heard tales of people going mad trying to find their way across the plains of of avernus trying to trying to make sense distances don't seem to stay the same directions can even change it's very discomforting you kind of had dismissed it as foolish rantings, but now that you're here, you can kind of begin to believe some of them. 
All right, those things are definitely getting closer, and they're arcing. You can tell by the trail. Now, the smoke trail, uh, the dust trail is, you know, a good quarter mile long. They're, whatever they are is, like, kicking up a crazy amount of dust, and there's definitely two of them, and they seem to be zigzagging back and forth, crossing each other's paths. It yeah, probably... Take a look. Uh, go ahead and do a perception check for me. 18. 18, nice. You squint and you swear you see, you see a kind of carriage. It is, it's some of the, definitely it's bizarre in shape and they're weird bony or metal protrusions on something the size of a large carriage, but you see nothing pulling these things. They kick up a crazy amount of dust and they have large, spiked wheels and sometimes they have strange lance-like protrusions sticking out of the front or side they are not the same they are strange moving carriages that are going at a pace that you've only ever seen flying things match my arcana would I be able to know what they are go ahead and make an arcana check Okay. 23. <laughs> That's a good roll. Much better than last session. You you don't know what they're called, but you've heard mad rumblings of tales, rumors of the different planes. And there was mention you you don't even really remember specifically where but you did vaguely recall hearing someone who trained you joking one day about like carriages that tear across the ground on their own fueled by hell it's hard to those are subtype of vehicles of hell maybe we can take one of them and get back quickly if we have no other means I agree I say we take as best cover as we can and then ambush them now Archibald leans over and is like um it looks like um a wonderful plan love it um first of all we're all messed up secondly um it doesn't look like they're coming this way anymore. And so they've been doing this wide, lazy arc, and they seem like they're going to continue on past the rise where you are. You find yourselves. You can see small figures. Yeah. You can see small figures dangling off or strapped into these things now that they're a little bit closer, hanging off the side. You swear you see this... You see like a, a, like a flaming torch on the top of one of them it's hard to make out details at this distance they're about a about a half mile away right now moving fast across I think what you're saying has some logic to it and Maybe that should be the plan going forward, but uh, 
can probably take the opportunity to rest first. I'm sure there'll be some more later. I don't think we have Look. time to rest. You saw what would happen back there. Bankum is in the middle of a, of a fight. All right. Oh, That's... maybe you didn't see what happened back there. That's right, you were knocked out. Are you able to heal us? Yeah, I think I can too. Some work at least. That's noble of you. I like what you're saying. If you can heal us, we can figure out a way to, to lure one of those things over and try to take it take it over. All right. All right. Yeah. No, you're right. And as much as you know my stance on killing, we're in hell. I don't have a. I'll draw steel against devils and demons if I need to. You can hold me to that. Alright, uh, <laughs> let's start casting spells, I guess. Uh, let's see. So, assuming I have all my spells, I guess? I don't... We, yeah. yeah, you um, you used... No, it was a it was a ritual cast of ritual cast. one thing that you were taking part in. So, yeah, you actually have all your spell slots. Cool. So, let's see. What is actually the most efficient thing here? Um... Actually, casting heal. Let's see. I have cure wounds, which I can upcast. I also have aid, which is pretty. So lay on hands. I also have lay on hands. Yeah. Um, my magic is most useful just because I have you know multi-class spell slots. Valerie, um, as you're watching these things go, you realize they are fast. They're quite fast. But so are you. And especially from the air, of all of the people here, you probably have the best chance to keep up with these things. That is very true, but uh, I'm uh, I'm hurt pretty bad. So unless somebody can patch me up, and ideally uh, yeah. I'd like to have a short rest, but uh, I can go and and scout it out. I walk up to Valerie and. Uh, cast cure wounds first level. I already did one on myself. Hmm. They're not worth much, but better than nothing. So what? What? Uh, what do I roll for that one? Uh, you you get seven hit points. All right. Okay. All right. So you want me to go? Follow one of these chariots. Three people. I want you to try to lure it over to us. I'm gonna use um, I'm gonna use Kyogum's ointment on Valerie and then as well. So two D plus two. It also cures poison and any disease. I don't know if that helps with the Casme, but uh, I'll use it. Um. If I know greater so restoration would, but I don't oh, okay. know about uh, that ointment. Okay, well, maybe well, I have to look you get up. fourteen back as well. Fourteen back. Yeah. All right. Archibald pulls out a flask from his hip and takes a few sips. Oh, 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 that's foul. 
<laughs> drinks egg, drinks more of it. <laughs> he then offers it around if anybody needs a nip. Anybody else want some for courage? So we can we concluded that the ointment doesn't help with necrotic. Um, it heals yeah. necrotic, but it doesn't take away from your your permanently lowered hit points. Without. Yeah. All right. Who needs uh? Who's most wounded? I guess I can probably even tell that just myself. Cause yeah. You you look around there. Are physical. Um, um, I'm gonna cast. Uh, just call people to stand around. Um, and I start to sing a soft hymn in celestial, and. Three people, whoever needs it most, um, will regain uh, 25 hit points, and their maximum health is increased by 25. Wow, perfect. So I think Archibald managed to get through that without too much trouble. So Wait, did I just say that wrong? I think I said that wrong. He was hurt, but I don't think he was as badly hurt as the three of you guys. Five, Plus, you're 10, here. 15. No, sorry, it's 15, not 25. Sorry, 15. Okay. Um, so... I think I can just do that twice, actually, to start. So let's just do a flat 30 heal without rolling. Um, that's the that's 30 to three people, whoever needs those most. Um, there's I, I know there's three of you, and then there's but there's also Archie, and I don't know how to deal with that narratively. Um, uh, anyway. He he's busy drinking. So I'm like, I'll be all right. Just give me a minute. Cool. So everyone can take 30. Hit he pulls out a healing potion that he had secreted away on himself and takes a um, chug, gets a little bit of hit points back. And, I need. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm still not at my half of my max, but I'm better than I was, so. All right. Well, who's worth the now? It's yeah. 30 each. So oh. the cast, this is aid. Aid does five hit points to three different people. And you're it, upcasting. It, I'm upcasting it. So it's 15 to three different people. And then I cast it twice. Nice. Okay, do the other uh, the other guys in the party need it? Like, I mean, the other NPCs? I think um, it's just the three of us. So it's just just the three of you, and the Holyphant is, is fine, but it's, like, really tired, like, knocked almost unconscious. The old man looks over at Darmida, or the Holyphant looks over at Darmida and kind of whimpers a little bit and goes, Mmm, I yes, yes, chuck clonk. <laughs> And I'll start healing with uh, cure wounds, just bottom up. With, I mean, I start doing some hymns and stuff, and we do healing, and we'll just figure resolve it mechanically. I don't need to. So as you're, as you're, here. no, that's fine. Um, but as you're doing that, the the sky clears in this tiny little patch above you, and it's not sunlight per se, but a a brighter light makes its way through the clouds and just illuminates the just around you, just a little bit brighter than the rest of the hells. And cool. the, you all take take that light and air in, and that sulfur smell just gets a little bit less for a few seconds, and you all take your hit points. It is so that was like noticeably brighter, though. If time matters, it's like, that's two rounds, mm -hmm. so it's two spells. That's okay. No, that's um, fine. And I'm going to start casting Cure Wounds bottom-up because it's just the most efficient at low levels because uh, you don't increase the mm -hmm. modifier being added when you upcast. So I'm just going to... Who needs it first? I'm rolling. I'm just going to start rolling dice. Uh, give it. So this is the first Cure Wounds. is 10. Valerie, you should take that because you're going to... I'm 
Well, with the with the aid, the aid uh, increased my max hit points by twenty five. You said by thirty, actually. Max okay. Hit points will stay increased for eight hours, and then they'll drop down again. But by then, you should have recovered the thing, and hopefully, it'll work out, or I'll have to cast it again. Um, All right. So I think I'm I'm good for 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 HP now. Well, I'll take another ten. Uh. So yeah, just ten, six, nine, ten. Whoever wants to grab those claims. Archie will take the six. Okay. Sure. I'll take a ten, so that'll be fine. And so of course this is like literally me like laying hands on people and you know, right. <laughs> them in special places. So we still have a nine. Um, do any of our like uh, NPCs need it? The only NPCs, your numbers have been whittled down. Yeah. It's just uh, Lulu. Yada and Lulu. So do either one of them need it? How's Lulu doing? Lulu is near unconscious, but it appears to be undamaged. The old man kind of muttering, uh, the old elephant, old... It's very bizarre, but it does have a resemblance. In fact, by now, you can even see the little tuft of where the beard was on the old man, uh, just underneath the chin with the massive, with the long trunk. Um, the old man is, uh, Lulu is muttering in Celestial, and you can hear it, Darmita. I think you're the only one who knows Celestial. Oh, I guess um, Henrietta would too. You, you both hear yeah, saying, well. friend in low places. There's friends in I man Chuck Clunk How's everyone feeling? I can keep going if we need it. I think that's good. Uh is Henrietta gonna take the nine? I I mean, I Gen- Henry doesn't damage. need hit points. She's just yeah. physically exhausted. Then I'm happy to take the last nine, yeah. unless Fenris needs it. I'm at 90. Federi, you're keeping an eye on your prey, such as your way, being the bounty hunter. You're oh, judging 90, distances right? from here, and you can see that, that those machines are going to be hard to catch at this point. If you I wait too off. much longer... Valerie leaps into the air, the wings. Um, what uh, color is your is your plumage? Just curious. Blue, uh, dark blue and brown with spots of gray. All right. So from a distance, this is what you I wanted to know in. when you first told me to draw her. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. No. No. I'm not at you. <laughs> I didn't know. This is the first time hearing it too. Yeah, I know. No, so the the, fe- the female aracocras uh, generally have uh, more muted plumages than the male ones. So that actually serves you pretty well here, um, because you don't exactly blend in fully with the sky, but at least you don't stand out quite as much with the dark gray, and the, and the darker blue. Um, you leap into the sky and just flap your wings as hard as you can. I'm going to need you to do either. Yeah, I'm going to need you to do an acrobatics. And what is your speed? And any other monk abilities to add to your speed? My speed is 50 for flying. Um, that's about it. Like a so regular. F- uh, not that we're doing this. Speed. Not that we're doing this in initiative order, but 
um, just calculating your speed is 50 move, and if you dash, you could get another 50. Can you do anything on a bonus to speed yourself up even more? Key points, right? I have two key points left. If you want to spend them, you can. Um, go ahead and just, you can do 100 even without spending a key point. If you spend your action just booking. Um, go ahead and roll yep. athletics. Uh, I'm asking because it changes your DC on catching these things. Go ahead and roll athletics, please. Hello, can I get you to sort of recap what healing you took so I make sure that it adds up? Uh, I took the 30 and then another 10 and another 9. Okay, I got you to 90? Huh? And I got you to 90? I had given myself 5. Gotcha, okay, cool. I did a cure wounds on myself for 5, uh, a little bit further up. How'd you do, Valerie? Okay, so 16. For some reason, I can't hear you. Um, 16 is... You, you leap into the sky and you just wing it for these things. They're now down a good, you know, half mile away, moving fast across the base of the hill where you are. And it is just... Um, it is... Oh, hold on, I'm hitting the wrong buttons here. You're, you're going very quickly but you're still not going to be able to catch the machine at this point. I need you to do another athletics check for me. Okay. Do If I spend my key point to, to do Step of the Wind, is that... That will assist? change things. Yeah. I will do that. All right. Mark the key point as you grit your beak. Is that a thing? <laughs> you, um, you grit your beak That's and right. just the wind with your wings and just get a feel for the, the movement of the hot air currents rising off the plains and just dance across the sky. Spending the key point lowered the athletics DC. Do one more at D athletics check for me, please. Uh... <laughs> it was a base 10. And I, I don't say this, and I'm not making this up, but the spending the key point lowered it from 20 to catch down to 10. So... Yay! You are a really pushing it, but you just managed to start closing distance. If you keep at this speed for a little bit longer, you will close ranks. You are about 100 feet above, pardon me, above them currently. I'm going to need one more athletics check. If you want to spend another key point to catch up, you can. You don't have to if you don't want to. The DC is determined. It's in my mind. I'm, I would type it in chat, but it would read it. No, I'm going to keep my last one for That's fair. emergency. That's so. fair. Yeah. 17. All right, not bad. DC was 15. You just managed to close. You're above them, your shadow just dancing across, just behind in the dust clouds where they are below you. You see these two really weird-looking machines. Um, for us, we would almost pick, like, if I say, like, hillbilly reaper, like, reaver, 
dune buggy, if that means anything to you. That's kind of what you can picture. Um, they are just, and this, the dust is a mix of this terrible, wretched smoke that smells like rotten flesh and sulfur and just the worst of things uh, mingled in with all the dust kicked up from the plains. On top of them, you see... Um, you see a few odd figures, little, little kind of things wearing like red helmets or hats scampering up and over them with very little regard for hanging on. Like you see at one point, one of them lose their grip and it's small. It's uh, like a halfling or a gnome or something. And it's just dangling off the side, just the howls of its wretched little laughter echoing around it, drowned out by the engines at any distance, but being closer, you can just make it out. You also see um, this flaming torch at the top of one of these things, pretty much perched right on, uh, almost like a position of of like honor, on uh, right on the top of this strange carriage. Uh, the other, you look down and you see not one, but two black uh, cloaked figures. Wait, you're your eagle-ish eyes allow you to see very well those aren't cloaks that's there's their that's what they look like they have black long feathers just flapping in the winds you see one of them right at the front stand up and spread their their arms not wings arms but the black feathers all along the beak with this almost raven like head the also wearing some tattered robes and a cup and a belt and some kind of satchel that seems bulging with weird protrusions like it's carrying a weird assortment of of things inside this sack the the other you've you've seen these things before although they are rare they're not entirely dissimilar to you except known as in Arakokra, and I realize now I misspelled that, uh, in Arakokra terms, they're sometimes considered the cursed cousins. Kenku. Two black Kenku. The one at the front almost making little pathetic, odd, flapping motions with its arms, and it calls back um, its croaking voice lost in the wind to the other one, and the other one just gives this kind of absent-minded wave as it's steering the the carriage with some kind of strange contract, pulling on back and forth on this long lever next to it. Um, what do you want to do to get their attention or just follow? So you say the torch was on the, the carriage as a place of honor? It's on the other one. There's like this weird flaming torch at the top, but the fire is a slightly... There's something odd about that. Are you trained in Arcana? <laughs> Let's see. Am I trying? No, no, I'm not trained. All right, Arcana. so it's all you can make out is the flames there, or this. You're not sure exactly what's burning, but it's a weird, slightly weird color of flame coming off this torch. Otherwise, you only see these weird red-hatted creatures, small creatures. There's about six of them crawling around on this other one, and then the the other machine is being piloted by this um, Kenku. Uh, well, 
Okay, so we have two ones that can't go. Right, so I, I can fly over, and you know, it's been it's been a long time since I've been away and have used the the privy. So uh, I'll just up a load. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The Aarakocra just seagulled them. I'm going to have to ask you to make, quite honestly, the strangest ranged attack roll I've ever heard of. I think that that is warranted. So, uh, would I use the, okay, I guess the same attack I was used for a dart, except it's a different kind of dart. Got it. Is he proficient? <laughs> yes. I've done yeah, this before. <laughs> Alright, so I'm gonna roll uh... Takes poop shoot to a new level. <laughs> yes, it does, Yofen. Yes, it takes poop shoot to a whole new level. <laughs> That'd be an 18. An 18 is a, a hit. A very palpable hit. <laughs> so... What were you aiming at? On oh, one of the Kenkus at the front. <laughs> the Kenku at the front is doing the whole like flying thing. At the front is like ah, the feathers happily, and this big bird turd just goes half yep, on the beak. Said, and there's a giant splurt sound, just all the way down the side of the beak and face and down part of its chest, and it just. And it, it call it's like croaking out in anger, and and oddly it says, "Barney, Barney, you bastard, Barney." Um, the other Kenku looks and just starts doing this croaking kind of sound, which takes you a second to realize it's probably laughter, and then the the one wipes away at its face. Barney, Barney, you bastard. And they start looking around. You're not really trying to hide, so they spot you pretty quickly. And they start pointing. I do a wink. Dive bomb. Nice. Uh, You circle by, and they start motioning, and a loud whistle gets the attention of the second one. And this, you do notice that burning torch on the top goes and pivots. It's, It's this skull fully aflame with this strange trailing flame with the and it pivots and then as if by its will the carriage itself careens towards the other one and they both start their arc around following you um a couple of the red-headed small creatures clamber up on top and pull off this kind of tarp and underneath you can make out what looks like an oversized crossbow a small ballista attached to the side of one of these things and they uh you can hear them chattering and laughing (laughs) and then they um they try to shoot at you you are pretty far so they are at disadvantage oh we're we're nowhere near dim light or anything right (laughs) just asking um asking for a friend it's i let me put it this way uh go ahead and roll a percentage check it's right on the edge of dim light, so it depends Percentage really on how much so. cloud cover there is. Yeah. All right. 
It actually is dim light. I was giving you a 50-50 chance that it was on that edge, and if a, if a cloud comes across, blocks a little bit of it, you, you can be considered dim light. You don't need it because I rolled uh, with disadvantage a 16 and a 1. Not 1! Um, so the... The the red cat the red hatted figure loads up this massive crossbow and another one comes clambering up and they start shoving each other as though they're trying to argue over who gets to pull the trigger and one of them shoves the other one makes this like <laughs> and hits it but where he shoved the other one was into the me mechanism so the massive crossbow goes off with this strange red one of the strange red headed red-hatted creatures and literally flings it into the air off of the machine it hits the dirt and rolls and it smashes against a rock and is still the rest of the machines go tearing past and the other red-headed hatted not red-headed red-hatted creatures um they're red caps all right they're just red caps i'm just gonna put that out there you see like the other five of them just start busting out laughing at the fate of their their friend that just got flung. They're like, <laughs> and then they come up and they like start smacking the other one and laughing and trying to reload the the ballista. All right, they are now heading in. All right, they are definitely heading in your direction. Our direction, Archibald warns the others. You're a couple okay. of minutes out at this point, Fallery. Let's get into a position to ambush them. Is there like anything that we can use? There's like, some, is there anything around us to hide and like? There's some rock outcroppings a little bit to your east that aren't too far. If you um, move there kind of quick, like you'll probably be okay. That would probably be your best bet for any kind of cover, if that's what you mean. <clears throat> yeah. Let's do that. Let's move there and, and take care of it. While I go, um, I'm going to exchange my last three sorcery points and my fourth level and convert them into a fifth level slot. All right. Sure thing. So you have, you're concentrating and walking along at the same time, trying to, uh, oh, this thing is taking a little while to load. I'm going to drag you guys on to the map. One moment, please. Oh boy, oh boy, so many maps, so little time. By the way, I like to use uh, patron-based maps for RPG stuff, so I'll try to shout out any of the patron maps that we use. Today, I think I'm using um, something I got from Dynamic Dungeons, but some of the other ones I use today are from Pogs Props, and you can find them both on Patreon, and you should definitely support them. We are in no way affiliated. They don't even know we exist, but I do support them when I can, and... Uh, uh, that's that's what you're going to be looking at in just a second. All right, guys, I don't know if you can see this map, so I will reveal it. And you definitely know you can see the terrain, so there you go. Go ahead and place yourselves on the map wherever you would like. The machines are coming from that way, so they're moving up in the opposite direction of that arrow. Yeah, so I'm, I'm not with the rest of the group, so I'm... So that was like a ping. Yeah. Sorry. The machines are going to be coming from this side. So go ahead and place yourselves where you wish. Standard scale. So I'm more with the machines than I am with the party right now, though, right? Uh, at the moment, yes. Currently. 
Um, so, uh, I mean, we had some time to actually plan for sure. something. Yeah, you've got a little bit of time. Um, and now that we have a map to plan around, uh, what, what are you thinking, uh, Gordon? I'm thinking we <coughs> put ourselves in an area that we can hide and ambush them. So... Right. Do you think we should be spread out and each individually ambushable, or should we be trying to, like, all be around in the same corner and jump out together, like different ways of approaching it um i think those of us who are more stealthy <laughs> so darmida and archibald should be together unless there's like someone who can cast pass without trace then we should all be together but if we don't have that then the ones who are more stealthy should be together i do have a quick question sure. housekeeping question todd yep um housekeeping sorry we when we kind of got sucked out of where we were mm -hmm. um i still had my uh eight hour oh your hunter's uh, mark hunter's mark up but um i don't think because i think i had cast it onto somebody and then they had died and my turn was coming around and I was going to move it, I think. Am I remembering that correctly? I, th I don't really remember. I think so. Uh, let me just, with all that went on and all the emotional upset of, of Ben Coombe and everything, I'm going to have to ask you to roll a constitution saving throw to see if you've maintained concentration that whole time. Sounds legit. That is... Um, so... Todd, I would like to be somewhere I can get full cover because I don't think I can successfully hide very well. Mm -hmm. So if there just isn't line of sight, that's preferable. Especially if I could like have line of sight to like Fenris or Dermita so that when they jump out, I'll know that we're jumping out. If that makes sense. Um, your best bet but to... I won't have line of sight to the enemies because I'm trying to not have line of sight for them to me. Your best bet to do that might be to clamp... These rocks are... The, the smaller sections are probably only about five feet wide, uh, high, but um, some of them rise up to be like 20, 30 feet high or even taller. So up here is very tall versus kind of this section uh, over here is down to about, you know, eight feet. Where you are starts out low and gets quite high with this precipice. Oh, okay. You can, that makes sense. Uh, there, this one that Darmida's just behind is a bit of a kind of a random jutting up almost like finger and you can get around behind it um right but that does sound like it would require you know actually having a decent stealth because you're trying to find the right spots to stand because right. it's inconsistent um, uh sure okay i'll try and get over here-ish how much movement would i need to oh yeah you've got a couple minutes you, you've got a couple minutes before they get here but you'd be looking at probably so 70 feet 60 70 feet from darmita there yeah. All right, cool. Um, you can hear the machines getting louder and louder as they approach. I'll actually, I think I will go stand with Dermeda, assuming she's okay with that, because... I think everybody should stand with me, because I am going to cast Pass Without a Trace. Nice. And I got a 16. On the concentration? Okay, you do... I, I dropped it anyways, because I... Yeah, pass without trace. Pass without trace. Yeah. Cool. 
So you. So it's. Okay, so everyone has uh, plus ten on their stealth checks, and Archibald. Uh, somebody want to place Archibald somewhere? Oh, sure. Archie will be somewhere as well. Um, so like, I don't know, here maybe. Assuming that's not going to drop off at the line of sight, but I think that should still be enough from the angle they're approaching from. All right. Um, I may have to bop over and just pull up a few more things, but we'll worry about that in a second. So the machines come tearing up through this little pass um, between the outcroppings, and you can just make them out as... Uh, and Fallery, they've been gaining on you. You can see at one point the Kenku in the back doing the steering kind of reaches up, kind of pecks at something for a second, and then just reaches around behind it and fishes around for a second. And then you just hear the, you actually see and hear the engine just belch. And this burst of flame comes kicking out from the back of it as it suddenly lurches forward almost twice as fast as it was before. The, um, this, this one here, uh, I don't know if you can see the label, it's called a Tormentor with large no, spiked wheels. It goes just bursting speed ahead. Uh, all right, Fallery, if you want to place yourself uh, somewhere. How do I do that? <laughs> that's an excellent question. I think we can just. Uh, drag it from the name in the. Uh... Oh, that's not a bad, good description. Um, in the sidebar where you would click on your there character you to pop it up, you then drag it by the name. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. So it is gaining on you. You're a little bit, yeah, you're a little bit further ahead, but this this uh, wheeled machine is just tearing up behind you faster and faster, driven by the two Kenku. Cool. Um, um, uh, if these are, like, weird fingers, like you said, can we, like, get a line of sight on these or not? Um, yeah, I mean, it's relatively easy to poke out your head and see. Um, okay. there's, they're really cracked and jagged, so you can definitely spot little holes where you can get line of sight and still remain relatively covered. All right, if you're doing stealth, please roll a stealth check. All right, let's go. Let's see, stealth. That's an at one. I mean, that makes sense. I was trying to get a look at it. Yeah. And you're adding you 10 to these. One. Yeah, so Archie got a 31. Henrietta got a natural one for a 14 total. All right, so 20. 14, 20, um, 31, and 20. Okay, so as you're tearing up, you see Fallery get low. Um, Fallery, it took you a little while to figure out exactly where the rest of your party was, but... Let's assume you you managed to spot them and and work out where they were going. Um, so you are whipping through here. Uh, what's your passive perception there, uh, Fellery? Um, eighteen. All right, you definitely see Henrietta kind of peek her head up behind these rocks, and the glint off the metal of the um, of the uh, plate mail that she's wearing, and. Yep. The some rocks kind of sh- you know go skittering down and make a little bit of noise, um, a clang of metal a little bit as she's moving around with her shield and readying clumsily readying her mace. The um, you can see Henrietta no problem. Everyone else you don't see at all. 
Okay, so what I want to do is essentially lead them to where Henrietta is, then once I see that they would be in somewhat of a uh, range, um, I'd use my action and turn invisible. All right, so you start to close ranks over to this side, and the machine is closing very quickly behind. Both of them are. Uh, the other one has fallen a little bit further back. You can see the two Kenku just anger in their eyes, and the large spike thing goes gets lowered into position like a lance. Um, you're still up in the air, and they're just busy tearing after you. All right. Uh, does anybody else now want to... Now that they're closer, how much are we, like, seeing of the people on the machines? You can make out the two Kenku, no problem. You see a, a skull figure, not even, not even body, just a floating blazing skull uh, on the top of the other machine the the second machine a little bit further back and you see it's crawling with five different red uh, red cap uh, mad almost feral fey creatures that have a very bad reputation for contextualization lots of contextualization for my uh my nat one there where they get closer and i and i out loud say those aren't, those aren't fiends. Or those don't look like fiends, I should say. I think mm-hmm. I actually will want to use a action to make sure. But yeah. Yeah, they, anyway, so I say that. One of them, you know... Well, you're not trained in Arcana, are you? Um, I think I only have religion. So if it's a religion sort of associated thing. I'm training in Arcana, though. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I, I only have religion as far as knowledge skills go. All right, well, you you don't really know what that flaming skull thing is, but it doesn't look very friendly. Uh, everything <laughs> else doesn't look like a fiend. Yeah. All right. Um, what anybody want to do before we uh, kick this off? Um, I just want to check the, the flaming skull, if, since I do know Arcana. Sure. Um, Let's stick it in it. I'm gonna need to look this up. It is a flame skull. It's the uh, the monster stat of a flame skull. It is, I believe, undead. But I need to double yeah, check. Yeah, that's that. an undead creation from a wizard usually. Yeah. Um, there is nothing I do intend to do, but I expected it to be my first action of initiative and not something I could preempt with, which is using divine sense to just actually know the identity of these things. Sure. It. Um, um, I don't know if you can. So like that's my way. I go to a flame skull. Okay. Um, it is definitely known for being uh, not not nice, but you know nothing in hell seems to be very nice, um, and it, it is known to have some kind of magical abilities. Uh, you you've heard tell of those creatures before, casting spells uh, with their baleful eyes. I got real close. All right, Darmita, what do you want to do to prepare? Uh, yeah, I'm. I've got. Uh, my. My trusty longbow. Ready, arrow knocked, and. Um. I'm also kind of getting ready to. Uh throw a uh, my last level three uh, hunter's mark on the flamed creature. 
Alright, you see Art you take a glance out of the corner of your eyes. You, Archibald has taken off his coat. Underneath is this stained, well worn, um w- almost like wife beater style undershirt and like pants and he's no longer the dandy he's now the pit fighter mode and he's taken off his wig and folded everything neatly placed it on a rock hefts out the the light sword but doesn't actually ignite the sun blade cracks his neck spits on the ground and looks at you all and says what they're gonna fight dirty we might as well too all right Fallery. Kick us off. What do you want to do? All right. Well, um, so I've already went invisible. Yep. Okay. So you um, bamf out of sight, and the Kenku you can hear behind you be like, "Hey!" Ah, ah. Yeah. So then I fly in a little bit upwards, so I'm out of the way of their momentum. I'll let you move yourself. The the uh, Arakrok goes just almost over the group hiding in, in there, and the machines go tearing past. Now the one Kenku is just eyes on, trying to find where where the, the, the bird that had pooped all over it went. The other one steers the machine almost... Uh, um, almost misses and then looks back and sees the glint of Henrietta kind of scrambled up on the a uh, bit of a rock there can't doesn't actually make out the others covered in red dust as they are and the machine screeches as it makes a, a hard turn travels another like 10 or 15 feet and just shh, I shouldn't have rotated that it looks stupid um, uh, and it it looks like it's starting to slow down but it's not quite a stop in fact it's spinning the back end is spinning out and just kicking up dust in this ring almost like a um almost like it's pulling a donut the other one begins to close uh, and slow down and uh, the flame skull at the top kind of looking back and forth and suddenly calls out um i'm gonna start walking out as if i wasn't hiding sure um do we get our ambush attack if you want to sure Henrietta kind of spoiled a bit of it, but if you can declare your actions and we'll or figure out what happens. <laughs> or as a distraction. What do you want to do? Uh, I'm, as I said, I when I see the, um, the, the creature, the flamed creature is on the this. S- the second one. Oh, on this one? Mm-hmm. Wait. The further back one. Why is this not working for me? Yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah, I'll kind of just sneak up a little bit, and I will when... Uh, let me see how far they are to us now. Pretty close. 25 oh, feet. Yeah, yeah. That's more than close enough. I'm going to um, bonus action put my uh, Hunter's Mark on him. Mm-hmm and unleash a fury of shots on him. You mean like on the... On, on the, the skull vehicle? itself, right? Oh, the skull, okay. Hold on, I've got to find it. I don't have the actual icons loaded, so it's gonna take a second. So... Let's just for uh, now assume, go ahead and make your rolls. I'm going to make all of my rolls at once. 
Um, so we've got a 29, a 23, and a 13. Does the 13 miss? Uh, 13 just misses. Good. I will use my feature, which is um, called Stalker's Flur- Flurry. And that allows me then, uh, I learn to attack with such an unexpected speed that I can turn a miss into another strike on once on each turn uh, when I miss with the weapon attack. All right. Um, the first arrow slams into his jaw and takes a little chisel out. You see this, you see that it hit one of the teeth and it actually like doing 20 points of damage in all two arrows. So one of them claves off its forehead and it kind of spins a little bit. The other one hits it right in the va- right in the tooth and the tooth just chips out and goes skittering across somewhere in the mach- base of the machine. And the thing's like reeling from the sudden hits. It, the head suddenly spins almost preternaturally fast in your direction. And then the 13, which... Um, would have just about missed um uh, like it just missed and you released another arrow it literally flies through the open mouth but it's like and goes right on through not doing any damage that was the 13 you get another shot off at that last second just super fast getting that 15 out and it sees the arrow coming and it looks like it's gonna just take it right in the eye and then shield the last arrow shatters against a shield as it just then gets a reaction off. All right, well, I still get... Uh, all right. Sorry to ruin your phone, but it saw that. After the first hit, it saw the rest coming and used its reaction. All right, so... So that's 20... Unfortunately, 20... Eight. And that's that still pretty darn good off a single surprise attack round. Oh no. I lost my I lost my uh You're fancy. Yeah. Sorry so. about that. But it did see it, it Yeah. Alright. Um next up, uh we didn't roll initiative, so we'll just go around the horn. So that was uh Bella. Um Valerie, what do you want to be doing? All right, so do we so everybody seems to be going for the flame, uh, the flame skull. Mm-hmm. How many people are on the um, the vehicle? There's the... six in all. The flame skull on the very top of it, uh, and then the five remaining red caps. And what about the other vehicle, the Kankus? There's two Kankus on the other vehicle. Um, they both That's screeching it. and croaking. That's it on the other one. It could hold more, but it was just two of them. Um, I'll go for one of the Kankus. So I'll use my bonus action and dim light to teleport 60 feet. Okay. Right beside one of them. And you suddenly become visible after that. Mm-hmm. Like an advantage on my attacks. Absolutely. All right. So let's do that. Uh, 
unarmed strike. Not 20. Damn. Not, not 20 on the first one. Nice. Yeah. And then damage. Did you want to go after the driver or the one who's standing? Uh, the one standing in the moment. Alright, the one covered in bird poop. Your bird poop. Yep. So, uh, I, I, I little don't... side note, you would have had to like lower your britches and then as you're flying away from them, pull them back up. Anyway, I'm assuming you wear some kind of pants. <laughs> Sorry, I'm distracted yes, by the visual. Quite dexterous. Um, so that was a five total damage, but if it's critical, you double damage. Is that it? Or? Um, usually I say roll twice, but you could. Uh, I'm, I'm not too picky. You can you just don't double, double that. your like your bonus damage. Dex. Yeah. You only double the um, the die roll. Yeah. Okay, so that's a total of thirteen then. All right. Nice. And then the other attack. Yeah. Uh, oh. The I first one just you just pop up and just crack them right in the top of the face and the whole bird just kind of. I get I get advantage on it though, right? Uh, yep, you did. Yeah. So then instead of we had twenty-five, a little bit better. All right. So um, yeah, it's absolutely caught flat-footed and just ooh, second hit does crack into it as you go for the kidney shot. Um, and it's it really does backwards. At this point, you realize damage. it's actually wearing a harness and is strapped in. Otherwise, that shot probably would have knocked it off its feet. Um, so you, the first one, it goes limp against the harness. And it's not unconscious, but it's definitely knocked back. The second one, it bends over and cro croaking at you in anger. The other one screeches out and says, ah, Who's that pretty bird? A little side note. We ain't calling pretty. Kenku cannot speak except what they have been spoken to, just so you know. You would know that. They are cursed to Got not it. have a voice of their own. All right, coming up next, around the horn. Uh, Fenris, what do you want to do? Um, are these two vehicles still moving? They are both moving a little bit still. Um, the one that Fallery just popped onto actually continuing to move. Uh, that one was continuing to do a bit of a donut and moving in kind of a circular to the right fashion. The other one goes screeching to a halt, but it takes a little while. It takes a good 30 feet before it comes to a stop almost directly in front of you. The flames okay. go kind of waving back and forth and all the red caps cheering. So I know, I think I would know with my arcana that red caps are kind of evil, right? Like, mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. They're known to be, um, um, at the very best, very chaotic. Um, they aren't autumn. They have a reputation for murder, but in fact, that's why they get the the red hats. But they're, they're not entirely without reason. They may be mad yeah. and chaotic, but they are not totally. They're not. They're not. They're not animals. They are right. At best, um, kind of. Yeah, they're chaotic, okay. and they can be evil if that if they feel like doing it. And they don't. By reputation, they don't have any qualms about doing horrible things, for their own entertainment. Right. 
I am going to... I don't like this flaming skull thing, so I'm a little worried about that. I'm going to cast Telekinesis. All right. With my fifth level, and I'm going to grab the flaming skull and throw it under the the wheel while it's still moving. All right. It is coming to a halt, so yep, go ahead and make your ability check. It does have um, magic resistance, though. As you realize, as you reach out to do this, it's like, oh, that's a slippery little bastard. Okay. Because it's a contested ability check, I'm going to give it yep. advantage on its ability check to resist this. Oof, that doesn't seem to help all that much. What is it? A, um, it's either dex or strength. Strength. It's strength. Uh, all right. It uh, badly fails the strength resist. Uh, with its minus five, uh, so it gets Ooh, a total of three, and you just Ooh. fling this thing underneath its own m- wheels, and the machine carries on another five feet, climbing up and over the skull. Um, it's somewhere underneath the machine now, as the machine finally comes to a stop, and the red caps all cheer and howl and laugh at the misfortune of this, whatever this was. Um, and two of them point over at you and just like, and pull out these, what are short swords, but they're jagged, weirdly positioned blades, not smooth, but very triangular, like they're pieces of random metal that they found and fashioned into weapons. Uh, two of them point at you and pull these knives out, and one of them puts it in in its mouth, and it hops down off the thing, it goes, it goes running across the ground towards the rest of you. Well, I'll move it back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Henrietta. Yeah, um, okay, so without, you know, checks or spells or anything, what do I generally, what do I get to know for free about what I'm seeing, people-wise? They're not... Because um, I have my own opinions in my brain, but they're, I don't, like... They... Good, do an insight check for me. If you don't mind, you get this for free because you've been kind of observing. Okay. That's why your stealth was awful. Yeah, I'll take it. Insight. Five. Not great. Um, if anything, it, I meant more just like as of like, do kinkus exist on the prime material? Yes, they do. In my experience, they do, but I don't know about in this setting. Okay, yes, they they do, they so, do exist. So theoretically, heard, they're I relatively have, like, rare. Are they part of society? They. Uh, they do exist on the fringes of society, and some find success with their mimicry ability. They do not have mm-hmm. the ability to speak on their own, but that doesn't stop them from getting a collection of other people's words and using them in a timely manner. They are intelligent. They are often pretty good with their hands. They've been cursed to be flightless, at least if the myths are true. They've been cursed to be flightless and voiceless for having offended some deity. I don't remember which one. I, the GM, don't remember. Um, sure, and our world is deity matchup anyway. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. So what I would previously said I was doing was sort of like calmly walking forward as I see this, you know, sort of turn around, and I notice there can't go out of Then this other one sort of plows through, which I kind of didn't notice as much. Like, I knew it was there, but I hadn't got a good look at it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, these are much less reputable-looking individuals um so that's cool i will start with just using divine sense so i start walking forward and i just have like a big like 
and um, this barred paladin in glinting plain a plate mail goes walking across the reddened, dusty plain. Yeah. These two machines just slowly grinding to a halt, and it's almost so, like slow mo um, for a second. Your cape is doing that, you're gripping your mace in your one hand, your shield in the other. No, I don't. I have not. I've not picked up the mace. I have oh, shield. Oh, sorry. I'm not. My, my mace is still at my hip. On I your hip. That's cool. That up anytime soon. So you go walking but, forward. Um, point is divine sense as is an action absolutely Um, it's almost like this echo of only you can see it it's not actual light but it's as if this ring of light just goes out like a sonar and you get these little pings the location of any celestial fiend or undead within 60 feet of you so So it doesn't include fey um you do get a ping from the undead still underneath Mm -hmm. the machine somewhere um, it right. is a flame skull. It, although it is small, it is pretty intense. So it is not your run of the mill. It's not a skeleton. It's not. It's, it's right. not an easy yeah. summon. Um, yeah. You. The others. They are neither fiends, nor. Uh, yeah, you don't pick up the fey. Uh, you get a little bit of a ping off of fiendish nature of the machines that they're riding. Right. You actually, right. it's more than just a, a ping. You're like, it's as if they are collections of little pieces of fiendish nature. Not all of them. Mm. And actually one of the machines, the the far one uh, with the, the, the Kenku we're driving, you get a bit of a stronger pulse off of the rear right side of that machine. Some kind of devilish influence back there. Um, you can't quite make it out, but it's on the rear right side. There might be something there, but it's definitely the machine itself. It's a very strange thing. And you okay. also get a sense that the Kenku and one of the red caps have a small hint of like a fiendish strong. It's as if it was something that a fiend strongly influenced. It's not a fiend itself. Right. Cool. Okay. Okay. So and it seems to be or carried on them. You. It's almost like your eye is drawn to the one red cap with the blade in its teeth. You see it's oh. on its pouch, dangling from its belt. You can. You get a sense something in that is has a fiendish nature to it. And somewhere okay. on the other Kenku, which you're having trouble making out from here, you get another sense of that weird fiendish. Echo. Okay. Okay. What do you want to do? That's like my turn. I that's like that's yeah. my turn. But I think I start like talking. Sure. Um, what do you want to say? I'm probably not going to get through all of it, so it doesn't super matter. But it's along the lines of um, hail travelers. You're not. Uh, are you from around here? And I, it'll keep going, but just skip ahead. <laughs> The red caps answer. Yeah, I'm mostly looking towards the Kenku when I say this, but um, I guess um, they're probably distracted by this. Uh, the one just getting punched in the face and kidneys. The other one is screeching the machine to a halt and looks over at you and opens mm-hmm. its beak and mutters a string of obscenities that would make a sailor proud. They've clearly sure. heard some swear words before. Sure. And the, the tone of the voice is slightly higher. Um, almost reminiscent of the the red caps. Cool. All right. At this point, Archibald goes, "Let's do this," and he 
lights up the bright sword next to him, and then he goes to take a step, and his, his leg resists, and he looks back, and this little... This little tusk, uh, no, sorry, this little trunk has wrapped itself around his ankle, and um, Lulu, the old man, but in holophant form, is looking up at him, and it um, it looks at him, and he pauses for a second, the bl- gleaming bright yellow sunblade in his hand ignited, and it, it looks back at the little thing, he's like, what? What? Them? Ugh. <sighs> turns off the sunblade and calls out to the rest of you. Um, we may need to parlay. Parlay. It's kind of... He looks if over can, at Fenris. I would like to be able to say something about, like, point out the two that look like they've been directly influenced, if I have a moment to do so. I don't know if I do or not. Um, what do you mean by that? It's like, that one there, that one, possessed or in a bargain or something. And then I go like go back to what I was oh, saying. Oh, I like, see what you mean. The, like the, the fiendish yeah, yeah. things that they're yeah. possessing. It is definitely something on them that is fiendish. Oh, and one of the Kenkus oh. draws a, bla- a hammer. I'm sorry. A hammer sure. that has a, a fiendish tint to it, but again, is not a fiend itself. Right. Um, right. Totally. Archibald calls out, hold up, hold up. And you can choose to ignore him and keep going, or you can keep doing. What do you want to do? Well, normally Archbold never holds up, so um, I'm willing to kind of uh, see it play out a bit. He, uh-huh. you, you're all kind of looking at him quizzically, and he looks back at, at Lulu on the ground, who's just weakly holding his, his little head up, and he's like, you better be right. And he calls out, um, Chaka? And you hear one of the Kenku go, and then he calls, Archibald looks back at the old, the Lulu, and Lulu's looking up at him, doing this little trumpet thing, and, uh, and he's like, uh, is anyone else close to Archie, like within about 10 feet? Darmida yeah. and, and Henrietta. Actually, most of you. Oh, most um, of you can now hear this weakened little voice coming out of the old man, as the, uh, out of um, Lulu, as Lulu is explaining. By the way, I didn't put Lulu, but it's right behind Archibald there. And um, Lulu quietly, telepathically whimpers and and exhausted. It's just barely keeping his head up. And it turns to you and says, Chaka, Clonk, they, they helped me once. I, I remember. And it looks at Darmida for that last one. I, I remember some. <sighs> and passes out. What do you want to do? I mean, it's combat, right? Like, no, I mean, like things are happening. Right? Yeah, like yeah. there's. I don't know how much time we have to do a thing right now. 
did we so who heard that uh all the party except maybe valerie actually no not valerie uh actually okay. uh, yeah i think it's 120 feet range actually so yeah everyone Probably heard well. it even the even the red caps you suddenly realize are reacting like <laughs> like they just heard a voice and they're like what the heck was that So everybody seems to be holding for the second. Okay. Chaka, Clunk, or if you're the two Kenku, you you may know one of our people here. Barney, you bastard. Do you know Lulu? Alright. And they look at each other, and then the one who was the driver... He goes, and it opens its beak, and it's in. It goes, I see, and it opens its, and all, in a fairly good impression of the old man. Nice. It goes, I seem to have forgotten. Who, who? Um, thinking about time and how things might play out. Um. I imagine these red caps are not slowing down, really. I guess you said they're like, sort of a little bit stunned. Well, they were very um, surprised when the telepathic voice rang out, and they kind of glanced at each other, and two of them the, now changed tacks and go looking under the machine for the skull that got thrown underneath okay. there. And the other the, three um, the are, the appear to be closing up on... That I got a ping from. Yeah. It's, sort of a it's now a good maybe eight feet from you and they kind of posted yeah, up they're like on circle. the ground and everything they yeah. got down i want to go grab that guy okay like, all right i'm just gonna hold on to you and make sure nothing happens make an athletics check out. please it is contested cool so yeah i just sort of like i don't know like, all right let's talk this out and i just grabbed somebody to hold on to them uh where's my thing it's the one thing that i'm good at let's hope it works <laughs> oh you're at disadvantage but yeah 25. Whew. All right. Um, oh, yes, you are at disadvantage. I am. It's still at 25. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. You, I believe, beat it, although they are pretty dexy. Oh, they're actually surprisingly strong. Uh, so. Uh, How big are they? They're like, they're, are they they're small? They're small. They're, they're gnomish yeah, okay. size. And yeah, they, that's what I thought. And you can see they actually, um, several of them have their hoods right down and just their eyes poking out, but this one has its he its hood pulled back. You can see these tusks of white whiskers poking out and a little teeny beard, and it's looking at you like... <laughs> with this long, jagged blade. Um, Hold on it, for a moment. You, Is it coming? It looks Is like it's elders? feeling too... Speak. <laughs> <laughs> Go through languages. Yeah. Um, you, you hit on Sylvan. Do you know Sylvan? Nah, I only know um, Dwarvish, Elvish, Common, and Celestial. Okay, it, it responds to Common as you grab the thing and it's like, and you're, you're restraining it, yes? Trying to not I let mean, it. I mean, I'm grappling it. Yeah. You can't restrain normally, um, but yeah. It looks like me. For me down, you little fashion, I'm gonna fucking clear. Alright, just calm down. And like, again, time passes, it's yep. the initiative. Yeah, that's fair. But yeah, um, but yeah it doesn't seem to be a. Um, it. 
It actually, uh, no, it's going to try and hit you. <laughs> it's a red cat. No, that's fine. Yeah, totally. Right. This is this is her entire strategy. Yeah. It's just like let things try to hit you and hold them and say, no, you can't hit me. Stop trying. Yeah, it's literally kicking yeah. its feet, trying to kick you in the balls, but it's just too small, and you just keep yeah, holding it at farther Thanks. arm length as it rolls right. a ten. Um, the other ones uh, the flank in and try to get you as well, uh, rolling yeah, so she's terribly. Got, like, she is holding a shield, but she's just isn't holding a weapon, so yeah. she just has like this gauntleted fist holding onto the yeah. person, and then the shield elsewise, just like yeah. Henriette is the yeah. grappler, um, so yeah, you have no problem just imposing the shield between you and these little uh, rig caps, just one after the other, as they're scratching along your shield with no effect. They rolled a five and an eight. Um, cool. The Kenku that are both on the other machine, one of them just pushes Valerie back, but doesn't appear to be trying to do damage, and is kind of wiping this bird shit off of its face. Uh, the other one um, pulls on a lever, and the whole machine shudders, and then goes still. Cool. And it stands up and looks looks over at Valerie and gives this little, like... You pooped on me. Gives it that look. We all know that look, right? We all know that look. Yeah, Lori from above. <laughs> so right now they're... You guys can press the advantage if you want, but they the red caps are attacking Henrietta ineffectively, but the others seem to be holding off and kind of looking back and forth between everybody involved, kind of sizing everything up. And they look over and they see the little holophant. The one that you have pooped on and punched a bunch unclips from the machine and if you let it it's going to jump off the machine and go moving you you can attack if you want to as it moves or you can let it go it doesn't seem I'll let to it go and turn invisible okay you go invisible again i didn't even stop to uh, stop that on your icon as this thing hops down and it calls back and it opens its beak and it says um best two out of three best Two out of three. And it doesn't see where you went. And then it goes running back over and it slows as it approaches Archie, who's just standing there ready to frickin' throw down. Um, looks over at Henrietta and then looks over at Lulu on the ground and kind of motions like, Best, best two out of three. It doesn't, it's not carrying a weapon and it's moving a little bit closer. It's now 10 feet from Lulu going to close to five feet if nobody imposes. All right. Jarmita, do you want to do anything? Do you, this or do you want me to talk? I'm just like swatting people away at the same time. Yeah. Um, I think it's like, I think it's Jarmita's turn to decide uh, to do something. Yeah, I think uh, as I see it going toward Lulu, I would interject. I mm -hmm. would get in between all right so you move in between the two and the and it, it kind of backs off its arms up the feathers kind of stopping before these kind of clawed bird-like hands um, and i just look down at it bet best two out of three and it wipes the bird shit and a bit of blood off of its face <laughs> And then the right. other the other one hops off the machine now and um, 
and taking this string of what is basically a keychain, but it's a string of bones with it, like skulls and other things dangling, uh, and then loops that over its head as it hops down. It's a bigger one than the the one that's hopped down and, and is standing near Lulu. It goes kind of padding forward, light on its feet, but definitely bulkier than the others as it moves down, uh, not too far from the machine, and moves a little bit closer and calls out and says, Take her. Take her to boss. Take her to boss. These little ones are friends of yours. Uh, these little scouts. It looks over, cracks its neck and looks down at them and, just, and it gives a whistle. And the red caps kind of flinch. One of them gives a last thwack against your shield. And then, uh-huh. and then they go scampering back to their own machine and the two of them have now managed to get the uh, get uh, the, the, the flame skull out from underneath the machine. It's definitely scattered. I'll let go of the one I was holding, though. All right. All right, I'll I think this is panic. a good time for us to take a quick little pause. So I'm going to take a break, uh, and we'll be back in about uh, 10 minutes, okay? Cool, cool? That's you good. guys can decide what you want to do. <laughs> All right, we'll be back in just a few minutes. I want to get my damn hunter's mark back. (laughs) All right. I think we are back. Hello, internets. Hello, my name. Oh, I guess I will put the cameras back on. Uh, Hi, internet. We're back. Uh, Thanks for waiting. We just had to do a quick little break. Uh, You know, the joys of being a dad and a dungeon master at the same time. Uh, Good times. Good times. Uh, I know some people out there were like, oh, yeah, I've been there. Anyway, um, and even if you're not, there's always random interruptions. Yay. Anyway, so these guys were in hell. They were surrounded by weird, strange creatures that are not fiends. Um, and yet they ride on these weird fiendish machines. Uh, so I'll turn it back over to you guys. What do you want to do? Dermita's looking around perplexed. What happened to the flame skull, actually? It got pulled out from underneath? Um, it's it's being pulled out right now as two of the red caps are wrestling it out from being stuck under what is essentially an axle and kind of wedged underneath. Um, they're digging in the dirt. You see the dust being kicked up, and eventually they dig down enough to free the flame skull, and it comes wobbling out yeah, under its own it's power. It's like kind of the odd one out, and I know it's undead. Can mm-hmm. I try and figure out any specific things about it? Like, I don't know. I don't think I would know things normally. Like, it's not a religious thing. You can go ahead and do a perception check to kind of just like get a good look at it. But I thought maybe I could do like an un- oh, okay. proficient uh, arcana. Sure. The DC is going to be higher, though, as a result. Sure, that's fine. I'll roll a seven. I'm sure that's good enough. <laughs> um, all that you know about okay. flame skulls is that they're known to be created by arcane uh, arcane means, and right, usually yeah. the not. The thing I really wanted to know is like how like are they? Because um, like I know the answer to this, mm-hmm. but like are they? Um, an intelligent thing that does its own thing? Is it autonomous or is it like scripted? It is, um, well, you're just, you actually kind of get your answer as you see this thing as it comes wobbling out from underneath there and looks up and, oh, yes, thank you. 
I yes. All right. Um. Wow. What the hell was that? What the? What are you? What are you laughing at, Reddy? Stop it. And it looks over at you guys, and it's got this kind of pompous nature to it, a little bit, and it seems to be missing now two of its teeth, and the red caps are just howling with laughter. Looking at this thing as it's missing the two front teeth. Right there, it's like, what? Shut up and get back on the vehicle. Oh, why must I do everything myself? And it looks up at you guys, and just kind of its eyes filled with flame flash with anger for a second and then it uh, shakes itself and spins around and flies back up onto the top of the vehicle and you can see the vehicle kind of responding as it makes contact just starting to kind of wiggle right. a little bit and turn the wheels I like look back at Fenris and like I said they're not pebbles well, demons for that matter. One of the red caps whips a, uh, just a piece that had broken off the machine and from underneath, like equivalent of like a shard of a hubcap at the flame skull and it goes clipping off its the side of its skull and it flames back. And there's about three of them there and they all point at each other. <laughs> it was him, it was him. No, it was him, screw you. Okay, this is awkward. Um, Kenku, you seem to know our unconscious friend, Lulu. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. We need to get back, and I point to El Terrell, to El Terrell to pick up a friend of ours. Kind of urgent. We'll owe you a favor. Can you get us there? Lickety split fast, and I'm going to try to persuade him. Uh, go ahead and roll persuasion. And this other Kenku, the bigger one, kind of motions to back the other way a little bit, like uh, almost to the south of where you guys are, and motions and calls it, waves its hand as if being like, mm -mm. What a yeah, deal! Can go Patience is a virtue, can't keep the boss waiting. Happy to meet your boss after, but we need to pick up a friend of ours who's been left behind. And I just try to roll persuasion. Nineteen. Nice. The two Kenku look at each other, and the one just absentmindedly wipes the bird shit off of its face, uh, and then they kind of confer back and forth in almost a sign language slash ch chirping. And a few words mixed in. I'm just gonna help him out too. Just get the bird shit off his face. Like, you just wave your hand, and it's all like <laughs> comes off, and it's hovering in midair for a few seconds, and then you drop it, and it just goes. <laughs> like, be a friend. We'll owe you one. We'll meet your boss, but we got to pick up a friend of ours who's in need. And they both look at each other again, and then look down at the at the hollyfant. Hmm. And then they chirp up at, at uh, the flame skull on the thing. And it's like, Barney, get Barney. And, and the flame skull is like looking around at this red. Th and you actually see it 
cast of a flame bolt at one of these uh, uh, one of the red caps that jumps up in the air like he's making him dance, and then it looks back and is like, "All right, let's do this." And then the Kenku go clambering back up on their machine in motion. Can't 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 keep waiting. How much? Yeah. Um, there's Do we have an, to go on there's about th- the other machine? Or? There's about three spaces with the Kenku one, three kind of weird okay. little seats, and then on the other one, there's another two. Yeah, I'm going with Kenku. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, I'll like look to the uh, the red caps, and I'll say something like, um, "You part of this too? You're willing to take us?" <clears throat> The one that you had before, you're still holding. Um, um, <laughs> looks at you and is like, "Yeah, well, we do it at boss once, and when she's not here, we do it day one." Appreciate it if I could uh, pick your brain on the way, but uh, sure, stop, stop bloody joking me. Or did you already put it down? I did. Oh, I, I, I didn't catch that one. Go. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. So it's, it's it's like as soon as they started cooperating, I was like, "All right, cool." Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll take that the other one, the uh, red cap one. All right. So you hop on the red cap. You're probably the best to carry um, the holly fant, although Archie's definitely yeah, willing to help. Yeah, He'll also that. hop on the uh, red cap one with uh, with the holly fant kind of between you and him. Um, and I guess the three of you, Darmida, Fallery, uh, and... I don't think I would... No, 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 no. No? Um, not going to let the Holophant go in the other one. Okay. Sure. I think, no offense, but I mean, I would lift the Holophant and move him to oh, the Oh, right, you got Telekinesis still going. And I think Darmida would take the third seat. Like, we're not splitting yep. up old That's man fair. and us. That's fair. All right. Oh. At the speed that they're gonna go, am I able to fly and just maintain speed with them, or? Um, probably you could actually do that, and if it starts to get a little bit too fast, um, you can always kind of motion to land if you need to. All right, so I'll do I that. Mean, you don't really need a seat; you can kind of hang on the outside, like the red caps, and then if you need to oh, fly, yeah. you can fly. There's enough room on them, physically. All right, you guys clamber up on, and the and the uh, Kenku pulls, it reaches, hefts around the pouch, and pulls out something. Do a perception. Uh, what's your passive perception, Fenris? My passive perception is sixteen. Okay, it's enough to see. You see it reach into this pouch, and um, it pulls out a glint of metal. It's this rusted round disc, like flat disc, uh, of this weird kind of iron metal uh with this emboss on it um on one side there's this kind of logo of um you actually recognize this you have one of these is this one for one serves one and then done yes and on the one side looks like this devil etching which if out of the corner of your eyes sometimes you actually it's almost like you get it, catch a glimpse of it almost shifting and moving slightly. And then on the other side, as it kind of fumbles with it, um, you see this horrifically like scared looking face etched in the metal. It's human looking face. Just actually this, 
Do a memory check. Intelligence. Straight up intel. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. Nine. Yeah. It, it, you just see this human face on there. You're like, oh, that's, that's a bit odd. And then it takes this thing and it goes, pedal to the metal. And it takes this large coin and like stuffs it in the slot right next to the driver's seat and presses down on it. And you hear this clunk, clunk, clunk sound. And the engine just starts up again and roars. Uh, and you are now up on one of these infernal machines as it shudders to life. It almost feels like it's gonna rattle itself apart. And they, they pull these levers and twist these knobs and then the whole thing kind of lurches and then starts turning and spinning around uh, and starts driving ridiculously fast in the direction of El Terrell where you'd left. Uh, your hair is all like... Um, it, you're moving in a very actually, actually, Fallery, you have to come down and and grab on to keep up at this point. They are just booking it across the plains. Sounds like it's probably kind of impossible to actually have a conversation. It's pretty loud. If you're yelling, you can make it out. Yeah. All right. So, what do you guys want to? Uh, what do you want to? You're booking it. Do you want to jump ahead a little bit? Um, it, yeah. It's going to be about sure. a five mile ride, and it's not a straight road or anything. So it's a dune buggy ride. A, I guess people could take a short rest. Or In something. fact, you have just enough time to take a short rest. So go ahead and spend some hit dice, unless you want to do something else to prepare. No, I just want my hit points back. All right. Go ahead and um, take your short rest. Yeah. Being lookout. We I... got like no one who needs short reps, and we suddenly have someone. All right. What's up, Ellen? Um, yeah. Uh, uh, I was just saying that I'm not going to take a short rest. I will be keeping a uh, lookout. All right. Go ahead and do a perception check with advantage. Yeah. I will too, because the short rest don't do me any good. You can spend hit dice if you want to. No, I don't need it. I'm over my max. I'm not over my max, but I am not letting go of my spell. Because it won't get me my slots back. So, perception with advantage? Yep. I mean, you, you won't lose your spell for taking a short rest, right? Uh, I, I believe you would cast oh. Pass Without Trace anyway. Nice. Passing Pass Without Trace? You had been maintaining Pass Without Trace. Oh, no, you... No, I dropped it. You dropped it to Hunter's Mark. Yeah, so your Hunter's Mark is still up, and I believe it was on the Flame Skull. So, 21. Oh, nice, with a crit. Um, as you're approaching the hell, uh, the El Terrell, you're actually making surprisingly good time. 
and um, those of you riding with the flame skull, the flame skull is relatively chatty and it's oh, calling good, out. Like, I want to have a conversation, but Absolutely. I don't know, really know if I want to role play it out because it's probably not super interesting to everyone else at the table. Um, but I'm trying to get information like you're just people living down here. What's up with that? Like you're sure. not devils. You're calling that. How does that work? And right? um, I mean, we have people here, and I want to help them. Is there someplace they can go? Like I'm trying to get that kind of information over the hour. Uh, okay, so the um, the flame skull, although it's a little distracted, uh, its flame licking tongue, kind of poking at the fresh hole in its face where the arrow had hit it, um, sure. is is replying. And it, you basically gather that uh, yes, we all seem to work for uh, we all find ourselves down here. I myself would not always like this. Once I was a wizard, and now, well, there are worse things and worse places here. We, uh, we work for a, a creature named Mad, Mad Maggie, and uh, she, she takes care of us, and we take care of her. What are you looking at? Get back down! Starts yelling at one of the red caps. How did you end up down here? I, that's not my voice. What the heck just happened? Holy crap. Um, Honestly, some of it's a bit of a blur, but um, uh, essentially, I was cursed to be this way by. Do you know about El Trail? Like, is it, is it like that? Uh, oh, it's El Torel. No, I was not there. I, uh, I lived, I lived near the, and he gives a name and you have no freaking clue where it is. It's, right. as far as you know, it's not a city you've ever heard of. And, and, well, you can do a history check if you want to. Sure. I think I have that. Just, oh, okay. um, did the 21 yield me anything? Oh, yes. We're going to come back to that in just a sec. Um, so I do still have exhaustion technically, so it's not in that. It's not in that 20. It's just okay. 22. Still, uh, it's pretty good. Um, you yeah, hear a name. Um, you, you hear this name that... I'll, I'll fill it in later. Actually, Internet, we need a name sure, yeah, of exactly. an old city. Internet, name our stuff. If you want, yeah, and give us things, a name like, we don't of, need to do the of a city. It could right? be any, any pantheon. Or... About... So you gather that he was from this city and had a rival, and mm -hmm. the rival I'm, I'm asking stuff about, like, like other cities falling in the way Trail did. Is this a thing that you have heard about I, I still don't really know even how that happened like that kind of stuff is what i'm trying to pick up the information on like it can seems... we reverse this or do i need to just get them out of there and move them someplace right because i well, want to save these people that's my number one priority right? yeah absolutely um it the city no this is new and uh go ahead and roll persuasion actually okay, sure that's a 26 with disadvantage. Nice. Yo, you have a... Said. Name of city, Xenix. Xenix. I like it. So, the Barnabas was from Xenix. Uh, and you, you've you heard of a city that's sort of like that, but it's really, really old. Almost lost to history. 
it was it's not quite along the lines of like um you know alexandria or something like that but it's sort of along those lines like it was a city you were aware of it it's been basically lost uh, in the jungles of that area for at least a century and it probably more than a century you've heard the name before and read some books where they refer to it but it is not an active city anymore so barnabas is quite old um or he's been down here quite a while one or the other um he does mention that cities falling out of the sky is not uh common here it seems like El Terrell seems to be new, and one of the one of the red uh, red caps looks up at this point and calls out, uh, "You're gonna see more." <laughs> Depending on how much time I have, like I obviously will like pursue that line of inquiry and yada yada, being coming up whenever. Probably the one like thing I do want to make get is any information on Mad Maggie. Like, are they? They're, just their stock, that kind of thing, right? Mad, but I would love to inquire after that uh, red cap about what they meant by that. But again, the red cap it. after that point seems a little coy. If you if you want to go and uh, either deceive, pers- uh, persuade, or intimidate it, uh, it's going to need a separate role, though. Only taking up the persuade. Oh, what can you tell me about that? Seventeen. I could tell you to go and suck a bag of rocks, Blondie. <laughs> um, it it's a very strange, chaotic creature. The best you yeah. can get from it is that it heard rumors of more from some bone devil. Cool. Okay. Yeah, I, I was gonna say maybe I could do an insight to like figure out what they meant if they were just like talking at their ass or what but uh that's it what seems like it's seems passing like about what I've yeah yeah cool Great. all right awesome. at about this point you guys are approaching the city the rolling landscape of the of the hills and mountain is kind of la- mostly lacking vegetation although there are some sparse bits of wood um almost petrified and as you kind of come around a bend, the machines slow, and you can see this valley below you, and you see the river sticks flowing through this red, thick, bulbous liquid, kind of rolling past. Uh, you're kind of almost like you're lo- overlooking the St. Lawrence. It's that large, winding its way across this landscape. You see these tall iron towers, almost as high up as the city itself, with these chains suspended off and dangling off the city and these spikes driven into the sides of the city, the crackling orb of the companion above it. It's You're probably within about a mile now, and um, you can see and hear these swaths of demons and devils along the banks of the of the sticks um the devils are on the shore and flying around in the air above and you see these almost raft-like protrusions from the river um loaded piled almost to the point of submerging uh, submersion piled high with all manner of wretched demons kind of bubbling up to the surface of the sticks and then approaching the shore it further away from where you are immediately it doesn't seem as busy 
right around the base of where El Torel is anchored, you can see all these devils and demons. Uh, the demons seem to be swarming up towards the chains um, and flinging themselves against this or flying up if they can. The swarms of, of devils, although less numerous, are much more organized. And you see in particular, um, as you get a little bit closer down to about half mile, you see uh, a couple of flights of, of devils flying together, one of them larger than the others, kind of motioning with this large, it looks almost like a banner of some kind. And you see it motioning back and forth and just other teams of devils responding to its call and swooping down where they grab, uh, you know, they attack one of these things and the raft itself burbles up and uh, this huge mouth opens and on its back piled high all these weird wretches and terrible demonic blistered fetched things flinging whatever they can find or carry with them at these devils flying above and the raft itself rises up and opens and spews forth dozens upon dozens of these little um, smaller demons flinging themselves as it reaches the shore and then shock troops of bearded devils marching on these lances out in front of them stabbing downwards and it's it's a chaotic battle scene you guys are kind of coming up on the outskirts of it now you you can try to find your way through you can try to find your way around you can try to how do you want to approach this all around the base of these chains has a lot of devils and demons and definitely some in the air as well um barnabas uh, when you're looking at it i'm unstable go ahead i asked the kenku is there any way up there it just kind of attracting too much attention. The the kind of more gruff one is driving, but the other one uh, is kind of perched up next to you and kind of rattling and looks back at you and kind of gives a shrug and it's just like, look out below. Okie dokie. Yeah, so like at the same time I'm talking with Arnabas, I'm just like, if we have refugees up there and uh, Mad Mag is the best place to take them, do you know of any way we can do that? Well, if Mad Mag doesn't take just anybody. She needs people who are useful. You prove yourself mm. to her and they'll be willing. It's not really altruism I was expecting. I mean, I don't know what I was expecting. Welcome yeah. to Avernus. What we really friend. need is. Yeah, what we really need is to get them back out and find a place where they can live down here. Like, how many are you talking about? Hundreds? Maybe thousands? Depends how many survived. Oh. It's a small fort, friend. We could take maybe a dozen. Yeah. If they can oh, pay their right. way. Maybe what I really need is see if she, she, is all right. Mad Maggie. She. See if she uh, knows any way of getting people out. But uh, yeah, 
right now it seems untenable. All yeah, right. Cool. So uh, the, they're kind of turning the machines to do a, a lazy arc around so they're not driving right through the, the thick of it and into combat, but they kind of seem to be taking their cues from you. How do you want to get up there? It's a good five, six hundred feet up that chain. You are fairly close to one of the anchor points if you want. It's, it's anchored on both sides of the river, so as the chain slowly click down, it's going to slowly lower it into the sticks itself. Right. Okay. Um, so, let me get this straight. There's chains from the bottom that are swarming with demons to go to El Terrell to go up that are then manned by devils so there's no easy way up there without say flying if you can fly um if you can distract if you can i mean if you time it right maybe you can you're kind of observing this for a little while and you see that when there's a large flood of demons coming out of the sticks the devils have to respond to try to put it back which takes up most of their attention at least in the local region Okay, so then maybe what I'll say to the Kenku is wait for a moment when the battle's thick, right? When the demons swarm and the devils get distracted, take us up. Like, I assume there's a way that the mm-hmm. vehicle can kind of go up. The, it can the... get to the base of one of these chain towers if you yeah. want. Yeah. Yeah. It's... But can it go up the chain tower? Unfortunately, it, it can't climb. That's going to be okay. up to you guys. All right, then just drop us off, give us a time. We'll we'll meet you back here, or we'll find a road. The kings we'll kind of look at each other, and then they give a whistle, and uh, and one of them leans over and yells at Barnabas over the din of the battle nearby, and and you hear it call out and says, "Shaka, Shaka." When the walls fell, and Barnabas is like, "Fine." And uh, you, you get the impression that they've done... They're not entirely without experience. I'll put it that way. As they come up, um, the, uh, the, the flame skull, Barnabas, um, does an arc close by, and you see this small... It opens its mouth, and it's, it almost looks like it spits. And this little arc of, of this little teeny flame ember flies up and over and then almost at the riverbank uh, a good um, but almost 100 feet away bursts into this fl- fireball above the bank illuminating this point where this one raft has been under like almost like a crocodile and it's gotten really close to the edge and it just it's just surfacing and the flame illuminates the area and you see these devils point I'm going to get you all to do um I'm going to say a stealth check to try and get in there without being terribly noticed. Right, okay. Um, yeah, how do you want to do this? Just like our individual stuff because we are on the machines, or... Let's... Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll just kind of do it as an average skill challenge. Great. 
Where is it? Yes. Yeah, there it is. Half to six. All right, so we've got Four. a sixteen Ooh, from Fallery. Terrible. We've got a nat one. I mean, from this Bella. seems appropriate. Yeah. This is. You, you, Darcy gets a six and Gord gets a four. You, these machines are loud. I'm not gonna even bother with the, the battle. And um, and as this fireball goes off, some of the devils look over towards that and start marching down. One of the platoons moves a little bit closer that way, and then this this larger devil flying above, carrying this large banner, flies and calls down in. Uh, infernal with this loud resonating voice and um, and it it calls out to the addressing the devils down there look to your ranks attack formation D get them and points directly at you and several of the devil ranks stop and pivot on the heel and you just see probably a dozen bearded devils all get pikes ready um, and uh, several spine devils kind of flip around to this side uh, you guys they definitely see you coming are we still in the vehicles? you're still in the vehicles we... you haven't even gotten to the chains yet uh, the kenku kind of look at you like go <sighs> back They've noticed yeah, I assume us. ours is just following theirs. Yeah, yeah you're just in behind. Communication's difficult. Yeah, yep. so. Um, and so you said go back, and the shots. Kenku like pull back, gladly like pull back. does yeah. a wide arc, and a few of the spine devils fling their barbs at you, but miss in the wake in the dust. And you guys do a wide circuit. You're you're easily able to outpace even the flying devils at the moment. If we can like find a spot that we can like park, it would be nice to actually be able to. Yeah, that's to like when we get some distance, let's park and figure out a, a game plan. All right, so you get a yeah, you go in a wide arc. They track you for a little while, but then after a bit, another swarm of demons comes up from the sticks, and they have to turn their attention to pushing them back. You kind of stop at an outcropping about a half mile away. So like, well, I mean, I turn to the others. Okay, <laughs> we need to figure out a way to get in. Yeah, you see me like step down from mine, so whole thing. Any anyone have ideas? Walk over. I was talking to uh, Barnabas, uh, the uh, skull guy. Um, might have to be a sort of longer term plan. I don't think Bankum like has people... much of a long term plan for us. The last. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm worried about everyone up there, but... Uh, and I guess Felice is still with him. Those two may have a chance together. No, Felice took off. Well, from what you guys know, she was up there in mist form. You didn't see her leave. Okay. But you... But she called out. She, she said, meet me at this bazaar. Meet me there. Yeah. Well, at Mahadi's bazaar. Of not sticking around. But, all right. I, um, 
Dermita just darts a glance at Fenris. I'm just saying that these uh, crap timed that wrong. Go ahead, repeat that. Oh. Every minute. There's another minute closer to his death. It's not on my head. I kind of turned to Valerie. Are you able to fly in? I can try. We can try two ways. We can go back, try to distract them again, go in, but you separate. Because if we're not able to get in, it's going to be difficult for us, but maybe you can. If we are not able to stealth in, we'll at least distract them and then give you a better shot to get in and, and check on those two. All right. I think I can manage. Sounds like something. And if, uh, if not, I think we're going to need some help to get in there. And uh, I'm going to see with the boss they were talking about. Something to follow through on if we have time. Okay. So, uh, we could just like, yeah, I guess Godspeed, sorry. Godspeed, Fallery. God's speed. Right. <laughs> yeah, Godspeed. I, I, well, I've noticed that you can like go invisible and like deke out. You're gonna have you have the best shot of us to get back there. Yeah. So. Yes, let's do it. I'm fully rested up, and I got, uh, I got all that I need. All right. So I'm going to need you to do um, do a stealth check for me to start off. How long does your invisibility last? Just curiosity. The I'll tell you in a second. As soon as I find it, cloak shadows. I have to be in an area of dim light or darkness. Um, I remain invisible until I make an attack, cast a spell, or I'm in an area of bright light. That's pretty wow. good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just straight up are invisible. Like, <clears throat> all the duration, theoretically. That's amazing. All right. Mm -hmm. Very cool. All stealth right. check. So go ahead and uh, do a stealth check, and if you're invisible, um, if it's dark enough, you can you can do it with advantage. It is actually fairly dim here. Um, you might not want to do it quite yet, but if you're on the lookout for shadows, you'll be able to you'll be able to find them pretty easily. How? Me a roll for advantage, or just? I think. Use this well, are you going to use your um, uh, use your ability now, or save it for later? Just tracking key points, you know. Yeah, why not? I'm, I, that ability doesn't use key points. Oh, it doesn't. Yeah, same oh. with the teleport. Shadow of nuts. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so, I got twenty-four in my stealth. All right. Um, also, what's your strength? Uh, well, strength is twelve. If you had to, you could carry someone, but it would, it would probably impose disadvantage on your skill checks. But you could if oh. you wanted to. Just curious. Um, I wanted to check in. How dark is it? I mean, would my kind of shrouding kick in? It's if this 
effectively both of you, if it's dark, you would both be effectively invisible. If it's uh, in, the, in the patches that are darker, there are flashes of lightning that would interrupt that, and there's roiling cloud cover that, again, it gives you about a 50-50 chance of being in dim light or not. Like, dim light or, or um, and it's just kind of consistently dim. So if I activated my boots and kind of held on to Valerie for mm-hmm. speed, um, but he wouldn't be supporting me because I'd have the boots of flying. Could I hold on to him and could we make pretty reasonable time? What's your uh, fly speed when you're, when you're boots are it's, flying? It's equivalent to my walking speed, but I'm wondering if I held him. He could give uh, you, uh, let's say he's 50, you're 30, let's split the difference and say 40 speed move if you were, like, pretty good grip as you're going. All right. It's not quite the Superman thing where he's carrying Lois Lane, but it's that kind of thing. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't impose... I mean, I feel like because I'm supporting my own mass, yeah, it's not imposing the disadvantage onto him. I I would agree. I I think you're you're definitely going to have to f- go a little slower than his max speed, but uh, I think that it would definitely not impose. So it would speed you up a little. It would bring you a fly speed of about forty between the two of you. Again, if you if you have to slow down at some point, uh, and oh, sorry, let me. If you have to be stealthy at some point, uh, that you are going to have to move at half speed. Yep. Okay. Oh, but do you, do you want me to cast a pass without a trace, or? Uh, yeah. Or we could do that. Yes. Or do both. Definitely do yeah. that. And All we- right. So I spend two key points and cast spell without a trace. Nice. Technically, we have been in my favored terrain for more than an hour, which means I can travel at regular speed stealth as well. All right. I Yep. I will allow and, that. Uh, all right. So pass without a trace or no pass without a trace? Yes. Uh, pass definitely. With, definitely. Yeah. Definitely pass without a trace. Still pass. need it. Yeah. Pass yeah, without a trace. Is, I think the two of you can. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Darmida activates her boots of flying, these little wings that are embossed on the side of her boots come out and and the two of you kind of grip arms as you go flying up into the air. You're making a plan as you go and the rest of you kind of huddled near these kanku. You make good time as you ascend. You circle around to a slightly different spot than you attempted before, being wary of the larger devil and its cadre of spined devils that that flank it as it gives directions and even from this distance you can tell that devil with the with the banner makes a motion down below and a hundred two hundred feet away dozens and dozens of devils respond to its command and turn as though almost instantaneous at its will I'm going to get you both to do a stealth check for me. With advantage, you're, I'm assuming you're both invisible, 
because y'all can be invisible shadow people. And you do also get Pass Without a Trace, plus 10. Go ahead. I'm just looking. Why is the... Hold on. That's not the right roll. 37. 22. 22 and 37. Do you get advantage? Advantage, okay. Then let's try this. 37. Oh, you almost No, 22 broke. would have been the best, best one. Yeah, you almost... It's because your wings are larger than hers. She's able to just be this body propelled by her boots, and your wings have to actually flap. You pivot and whirl in the air... Uh, riding the currents as best you can and trying to stay out of line of sight. You manage to slip past the bulk of the devils and end up following one of the far chains up to the surface. You break the surface of the of the city suspended there. Parts of it smoking and smoldering. It's on a slight angle, this side of the city. You can see several of the buildings have collapsed uh, from the shaking that the companion orb above is crackling with a red and purple lightning. You arc above the city and you can make out the high hall not too far from where you you raised up. You begin to wing your way towards that, the open shattered window frames uh, beckoning as you get closer you have to dodge a couple of flights of devils along the way and at one point you pause and wonder was that the buzz of a casame no okay and it fades you get a little bit closer you arrive at the high hall flying over the walls going in through one of the large windows And below you, you see an empty high hall, scattered, broken, damaged bodies of the devils and the demons that you saw fighting, the pools of ichor indicating where the demons fell, a severed claw hand here, uh, some bloodstains there, scratch marks here, indicating the passage of the devils. You see... A link of broken chain crumpled near the altar where you left. You also find a hammer fallen on the ground. There's no sign of a body. There is sign of a struggle. But Ben Coombe is no longer here. You don't see... Do an investigation check for me. With advantage, one of you, or both of you individually. I'm just looking... uh, I am proficient in this, but not... that greatly proficient. Uh, What about you? For investigation, no. I don't have a negative, but... I am... You want me to take the advantage, then? Yep. We'll see. If this is... Either way, 14. Either way is 14. (laughs) 
you're looking around for quite some time for any sign. You, as you're about to give up hope, you, you do find his maul lying near the altar. I would know that. Yeah, you recognize it. It's got some blood on the handle, but other than that, it looks like it's laying wherever it fell. Fellery, from behind you, you hear a scrape, very faint scraping sound. You spin around. There's, there's a shadow hiding in a little archway. Out steps a half-orc woman. Dressed in robes. You recognize her now. She, the rest of the party had talked to her. What was her name again? Farah. She looks a little bit scratched up. A little bit of blood over one eye. She otherwise looks okay. She's holding a pathetic ceremonial mace and a, a large book in her, under her other arm. And she steps forward. Oh. It's... It's you. I thought... I thought they'd come back. Dermita, you see her too now. When she speaks. I her. Where's Ben Coombe? They... I didn't see everything. I had... I hid up there. They took him. They bound him in chain after chain. They slammed him. He put up a hell of a fight. Eventually they... They took him. I... I don't know. I don't know if he was... I think... I think he was alive. But when his roaring and bellowing went silent... I'm sorry, I... I... I hid. They didn't find the rest of us. The rest of the people are hidden below. He... He made sure they were. Ben Coombe made sure that... None of the devils... Or the demons... Had time. He could have maybe... Run, but... He didn't let them find us. Because he's not a coward. He saved us all. I'm gonna pick up his maul. It's heavy, but you do manage to lift it. Strap it to your back if you want to. <laughs> With my 11... It's it's sized for a Goliath, so it's pretty heavy. It is magical though. If you 
if you hold on to it long enough, it will shrink a little bit. I'm gonna tie it to me. Uh, just oh I'll look at Fallery and he's not here we're too late what about this one I <clears throat> sorry I don't mean to interrupt I'm not going to leave them either. Those people need me, especially with Seltern gone. We have room if you need to hide. Where are the others? We left them back there because they couldn't get in here without being seen. It's a swarm out there of devils and fiends and... things that need to be dead. Alright. You are always welcome here for what it's worth. We will hold out as long as we can and gather any who any mortals who haven't sold themselves already or died. I I am sorry. If your friend is dead, then... He did not... He did not die for nothing. Didn't he? He didn't stand a chance. Do any of us. Well, when your friends don't leave you, you do. He didn't have that benefit. At least the others are safe. I figured they would be. The fiends were too preoccupied with us to know where their entrance was. So... When... You should know. When they left. When... When you left, I heard more come. I saw more. I saw four more, I think four more chain devils and a woman and she came and when, when Ben Coombe saw her, he began to laugh and laugh. she called him by name and he called her he was laughing when he yelled her name and they choked him out what did he say he said 
Good to see you again, bitch. I thought I'd see you in hell. Sarnia. What was the name again? You heard her. And with that, Sorry. I think we're going to pause for the night. Good. Nice. Good. All right. Oh, that got intense. I, I wasn't sure where that was going to go. <laughs> yeah. uh, thank you very much for your patience. Uh, thanks for watching, Internet. Uh, do you guys, uh, anybody, Internet or us, anybody want to make a recommendation for a, a name for tonight's episode? Um, oh, a quick little housekeeping thing. I'm not going to be available next week. It's a super busy work work week. So uh, I'm going to be busy on Thursday. So we're going to have to pick this up after a little hiatus. Uh, not next Thursday, but the Thursday after that, ideally. Same bat time, same bat channel. I, uh, I have a name suggestion. Yeah, okay. let's hear it. Cut between a devil, a fiend, and a hard place. Between a devil, a fiend, and a hard place? I like it. All right, of course, we always welcome... He was. <laughs> that is true. That is absolutely true. Uh, and as always, Internet, if you have any suggestions or uh, just want to mess with our players, go ahead and spend some plot points. Um, yeah. By the way, uh, Darme sorry, uh, Henrietta has officially attuned to her mace, so there'll be some info coming back on that in a little bit. Um, so I need cool. an, uh, a question. Uh, don't tell me now, <laughs> but if you have a cursed item idea, <laughs> let me know. <laughs> Internet, I will happily mess around with that. Uh, a couple other things. Uh, yeah, I think, I think that's pretty much the housekeeping. That I have that is something do. I like meant to bring up, right? Like the, the the fictional TV show that is this game, like how probably like the first shot that we saw and in this session would be framed would do that thing where, you know, eagle-eyed observers in the audience uh, would be like, wait a minute, that's the same mace that they picked up like 20 episodes ago. Right? Way back like, then. So, yeah. So, you know, anyone who's keeping track, that is that mace that I picked up in the Iliad layer underneath uh what was it called like ghost rock or something uh salem rock <laughs> salem rock salem so rock. uh you know feel free to run with that as much as you want um although i didn't actually like wield it once this session it's so, true well, well we'll find out later then we'll spring that on you later feel free to hit that up on the instagram if you want to do that after you know i might even do a name our stuff hashtag call out for that mace later uh and as always thanks very much for watching and uh and for taking part great to see you again yao fan and everybody else who's watching thanks for playing guys i look forward to this every week and uh i'm so glad that people uh decided to like fly up there that was a really good way of getting like closure on a thing that I, you know, like we as players knew that we kind of have to focus elsewhere in the story right like well you guys have to kind of be true to our character right well, yeah, yeah totally yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah, when dermita way of doing that when Domita lay that guilt trip on you, Fenris, I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> That's interesting. 
I wasn't exactly expecting that. So, like, I think it's interesting how Fenris would react to that. Yeah. We'll have it took to me see. a minute to, like, even realize what uh, Darmido was talking about. Honestly. Yeah, because Fenris is like, I was in the middle of fighting, and I'm like, oop, oop, now we're teleported. I thought, actually, uh, uh, the elephant was going to put some type of aura to help us. So, like, get in the aura, and, like, we're going to fight, you know, a way out. And then all of a sudden, like, boop. Like, what? What? What just happened? Yeah, apparently, uh, and I think Darcy picked up on this early in there, but Holyfants are capable of doing teleport at, when they're fully aware. Now, the old man is in no, and out, so who knows? But, but I couldn't go back again, yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, and uh, we will pick up in two weeks' time. So thanks very much, everybody, and thank you, guys. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other and roll some dice and have a great night. And we'll hopefully, uh, you can join us in a couple of weeks. Cheers, everybody. Good night. Night. Cyclist Live. Thanks so much. Right on. We try to record all of our games as much as possible, whether that's Dungeons and Dragons or Shadowrun or another tabletop role playing game. Just a quick side note about all the licenses and copyrights involved our music is all Creative Commons attribution music on our live stream video feed or YouTube replay or Twitch VOD. We always attribute each individual artist. So be sure to check out those individual artists attributes. Side quests live. Love to so many people Said. who make their work available. Good so night, yo Finn. What we do. So thank you. It influences our game. It makes it immeasurably better. So, so much appreciation for them. Let's not forget the makers of the games. Dungeons and Dragons is copywritten by Wizards of the Coast. They own it. They make it available to all of us to play, and it's wonderful. We are in no way affiliated with them, and nor do they endorse this podcast, but we are very appreciative. The other game we often play is Shadowrun, which is Catalyst Games. And again, we are not affiliated with them, and they do not endorse us, but we really appreciate their game, and we hope you appreciate our game. Thanks so much for tuning in. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Twitch and YouTube, and watch for those live games once we're streaming them out. And of course, we do accept suggestions for names, so please hit us up on Instagram and name our stuff. All right, thanks so much. I'm Todd, and this has been SideQuest Live. We'll see you again soon.